sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. And if you don't know that one, uh, Glorilla said, <laughs> they say they don't F with me. But that's why I love tomorrow. <laughs> okay, every day the sun ain't gonna shine. But that's why I love tomorrow. And if that didn't resonate, I got one more for you. My Angelo said, no matter what happens or how bad it seems today, life does go on and it will be better tomorrow. I don't know why I'm in this spirit of tomorrow, but God wants me to tell somebody that it's going to get better. Huh? It's going to get better <laughs> tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. I am josh rogers and i am brian Hare, and this is a show where we talk about the ghetto or the perils of navigating life as millennials but in particularly we talk about the perils the praises the productivity and the punk of circumstance of being black folk just trying to figure it out brian how are you man it's, as always it's a great day to be black brother oh yeah it's a great day to be black oh yes i got my black hat on got this black sweatshirt on drinking this black coffee you and do. I'm a black man. You black too. You are all black too. Black home. It's it's you a little black charcoal gray. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got on double more house nail. Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking coffee you out of a living, living single mug. I'm real black. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, it's just giving all black. You got the Morehouse of the Palmer behind you. Got yes, your, got definitely. Kappa. Got the books behind you. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Our mm -hmm. offices really speak to our, our blackness. And, uh, look, see, and, and, and I'm still putting mine together. Y'all only, only going to mm -hmm. get this corner till it's finished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, how, but how you been doing? What's been going on? Um, You know, I'm not, well, I've been traveling, uh, okay. but I'm you back You were in home. New Orleans last week when we recorded. I was in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And then after that, from like, I was in New Orleans from Tuesday to Thursday. Okay. Came on Thursday night, went right back to D.C., Maryland, um, Friday, Saturday. Mm. So, I'm, back I'm jealous. Cause my my DC oh, trip jealous? got canceled. My oh. DC work trip. You know, I love the oh, DC. Man. I love the District of Columbia. The, I know love Chocolate City. It's black people. I love the District it's, of it's, Columbia. It's northern. It's northern Atlanta. You know, but you know what? For me, and I'll say, I said this. I've said this to my wife. I've never lived there, but it feels more like home than Atlanta does. Mm. I, I can see literally that. see myself I, like planting roots in like DC. I love DC. DC is one. So new. I, the crazy thing is, I was in two of my favorite cities this week. Mm -hmm. New Orleans and DC are my two favorite cities in these great United States. Other than where I'm from, right? Okay. But my two favorite cities, New Orleans and DC, and I was literally there in one week. So great week for me. My God, my God. I'll nope. be in New York at some point. Um, Oakland County, Michigan, whatever mm -hmm. that means to you. <laughs> <laughs> I will be Nothing. in the Bay. I will be in the Bay sometime this year. Uh, I already hit up our boy Anthony and told him. I said I'll be in the Bay. I said I want to go to. I want to go to E40's house. Listen, E40's <laughs> rally. Listen, I want to go. What is it? Pimp Sugar? Sugar Pimp? Sugar Pimp? Sugar What's Freeze the, from Pomona? Sugar, <laughs> sugar Freeze from my hometown. He's from Pomona, California. <laughs> you want to see Too Short, and you want to say the B word with Too Short. I love. Mm -hmm. Little shorty, ah, that is a great rapper. Uh, <laughs> oh, and make sure you have your dreads, make sure well, you have well, your dreads done. Well, first, they're locks, <laughs> the locks, completely correct. <laughs> and I make well, it. Some... says, I'm gonna shake my dreads, right? Isn't well, but that's because E40 did this before all the new words came out. <laughs> <laughs> but I might get some faux locks so I can shake them. <laughs> or, 
Well, actually, I'll talk about this more in self-care. I'm getting my hair braided Friday. Mm. So, because and we'll talk about the reasons why. It's not just okay. to be fast mm-hmm. and, you know, in the streets looking, but mm-hmm. it is real self-care behind the why. Makes so we'll get into that in, um, in, in, in an updated segment that we like to call now Pockets of Joy. Pockets um, of Joy. You may hear some changes right here on the podcast. You will. But, you know, we love that. Uh, Brian. Yes. So, a question I want to throw at you. Okay. Um, well, let, let me just do this. Y'all remember last week we talked about the Billboard did the 200 best singers in the world of all time. Yep. And you know me and Brian tried our best not to go in. We were going to do it in the Billboard today, but it was like, you know what? That deserves its own episode. It does. So, we're going to sit down after we think through uh, Black History Month. Because, you know, y'all know we have stuff planned for, for, the, for, for Black You know, extra Black. So, probably somewhere top of March, somewhere around there, we're going to revisit that and have a full like music episode like we usually do talk about all that stuff from 93 that we kind of refer all we're gonna go through all of that we're gonna go through all of that Mm -hmm. have a good episode but i was sitting here on my desk okay working 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 i got a little stumped and i went to the um i went to the socials and i said Mm -hmm. "Ooh, i I, I played this particular album i played um thriller okay by michael michael joseph jackson um he was still very much a colored man on this album mm-hmm. and um i played it for inspiration i played it for inspiration and i was just like so i put it on my socials it made me think as we were getting ready to record i was like i wonder what brian's favorite mike jack album and song is uh, so i teased that up to ask that question yeah uh, off the wall and rock with you it's not even close oh i mean that was quick yeah like rock with you, it, rock ma- with you. yeah. It, it makes me feel good every single time. I was talking to Lauren. I took Texas this week, and I said there are a few songs mm-hmm. that that literally are. I will I will put if I want to feel a certain way. I just want to feel good. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's uh yearning for your love. Um. Gap band. Uh. Mm. It's for the love of you. The Isley Brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. That's a good one. Never too much. Mm-hmm. Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. Rock with you, Michael Jackson mm-hmm. is, is in that category where I can mm-hmm. just press that, and mm-hmm. it's gonna put me in a place of just make just a toe pure, shoot up in your boot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoot up in my boot. Um, <laughs> it's just those are just songs that I can just play. But rock with you, um, and then on top of that, the album has "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough," mm-hmm. uh, and and it and it's black black Michael Jackson pre nose mm-hmm. job. Yeah, Afro. Michael Jackson, which I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Thriller, favorite okay. album. Can't go wrong um, with Thriller. Yep. Remember the time, favorite song. Mm. He was a white woman when he recorded Remember the Time, but Brian, that thing, that thing is good <laughs> to me. That thing is so good to me. It is a good song. It is such a oh, the phone. Cause you know, you know but but all of it. Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram been talking about the ad libs from he mm-hmm. ad libbed on that. Even gave us like drum scats and everything. Yeah. What you just did? Yeah. <laughs> on the phone, you and me. What about us? <laughs> then it goes to the dance, and then he's singing through the dance break. Do him, do him. It's like so. It's so good. It can we go so a little good. further? Do you really, do you enjoy Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson? Okay. Or Teddy Riley, Michael Jackson? I'm about to throw you up. I don't know that I know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> So off the wall, and <laughs> off the wall, and thriller. Quincy Jones, Black Michael Jackson. I think bad might be Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson too. But like dangerous and everything else after that, for the most part, is Teddy Riley, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, stop. 
<laughs> man, a guy was man, a guy got his back in that question. I was like, I ain't even got no answer for you. Um, now that you've broken it down in that way, I would say probably Quincy Jones. I enjoy mm-hmm. more of that era of Michael in totality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but remember the time is my. It just happens, you know. It's like the uh, the anomaly. It sits out there. It's my yeah. all time favorite song because mm-hmm. I don't even know yeah. what album that sits on. Right. I so this is dangerous. It, it, it may be. And it may be, I don't know. Like, I'm a Michael Jackson fan, but not to the point where mm-hmm. I'm naming off all albums, credits. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not that guy. I appreciate his music. Mm-hmm. Like, Thriller is one of my favorite albums. I've listened to all of his work at some point in my life, um, but mm-hmm. not so much to where I can, you know, start. He, he ain't got the Kirk Franklin status. You know, I can call off albums, years, features, <laughs> all the things, <laughs> lyrics. Um, I, can do, I can do that oh, pretty wow. much for like a Beyonce. I can do that for our boy music. Um, I wish I could do that for D'Angelo, but it was only really two albums. Because um, <laughs> that last one that, that he came out with, with that mumble R&B don't count. That don't count. The mumble mumble R and B don't count, right? I really, I, I, I enjoyed the because I don't know what it was. <laughs> I can understand a word <laughs> off of it. Uh, oh, and I could do that for Jodeci because you know I love those bad boys. <laughs> I know you could, do, you could do Maddie Girls too. Maddie Girls. Oh, I absolutely could do Maddie Girls. <laughs> bad boys. So one of your favorite numbers from Luther is you know. Bad Boys, one of my favorite from from Luther. Mm. You know, the, the opening the house party. It's just like, such a good song. Well, all right. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Luther. For somebody who didn't sing fast songs, the few he got are so good. Yeah, I love Luther Vandross. Like, singer par excellence. And we'll talk about that in the, in, you know, the, the episode where the singers, but... Hmm. I, I want you. I want you in Brooklyn skilled. to dance to um, dance to my father. I want. I just want that for you, since oh. you love Luther so much. I want. <laughs> I, I want that for you. Oh, the father dance to my father again. Okay, he's, mm-hmm. he's not. He's not dead, is he? I don't know if he was dead. Okay, but like she can be older, so it wouldn't be your okay. first time dancing. So okay. again, <laughs> okay, makes sense. That makes sense. I ain't trying to kill you, ever. <laughs> I'm dancing her way. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's that's so good. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. with my father again. It's so good. Has he? He's uncle, but he has good songs like mm-hmm. to the movie, to the park. I have you home after dark. It's uh, it's uncle, but I yeah. love his voice. I love his voice. Just make a house a home, baby. At lips, at lips. Like he opens up songs like just Luther Vandross at Madison Square Garden. Google that, watch mm-hmm. that, enjoy your oh, life. Yeah, that's great. If if we had a male version <clears throat> of the voice, it's Luther Vandross. Yes. When we talk about the voice, like we get yes. Whitney. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. ooh, I feel like we're finna get stuck again. So let me get up off this real fast. <laughs> but don't you know how like you just said he's an uncle, but he all those songs we just named, because Luther didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but Luther passed away from cancer. Did he have cancer? Oh, uh, I want to say. Let me look it up. Um, I know because I know I know he left us early. He wasn't of, on the yeah. drugs. No, he left. He left, he left us in two thousand nine. Uh, cardiac arrest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tragic. We don't. I, we we got to go into what caused that. But mm-hmm. what I will say, like in the end of his life, he was still very much had was in good voice. Was still giving us songs like bangers or whatever. Did a freaking duet with Beyonce. Um. <laughs> um. So I just I just wonder, right? Could mm-hmm. you imagine if Whitney was still here in good Whitney voice? Mm-hmm. Like the music we would be getting from Whitney. We were getting. The second you, know, you want to say about Whitney, Whitney, like that move, Whitney gave us hit after hit after hit. She got records yes. that still ain't broke. Yes. It's, it kind of reminds me of 
it's gonna sound weird, but Biggie Smalls died, right? Mm-hmm. Killed, murdered, right? Mm-hmm. If Biggie Smalls would have never been murdered, a lot of the rappers would not exist to this day. Right. Well, at least not the way that they exist now. Not the way they exist now. Mm-hmm. So if Whitney was still alive and never went down the road of crackers, whack and all that kind of stuff and was just get in her bag singing, she would have ended up like Patti LaBelle and mm-hmm. and but Aretha, she would have still them, yeah. been they're all relevant. I mean, I'm not going mm-hmm. to say they're not relevant, but I think the level of relevancy with Whitney Houston, because Whitney Houston as the hero to Brandy and Monica and Jasmine Sullivan and this mm-hmm. current generation of singers, vocalists. She's their hero, so they, she still would have been getting work and features, oh, and absolutely, all that kind of stuff. Getting songs from songwriters, people would have been saying, "I want to write a, a song for, for Whitney. Whitney Houston." Yeah, so yeah. she would have been, she would have been, because even when she came back, she had her vocal challenges, but that album did well. And there was a couple of like, I look to you, like say what you want. It wasn't a bad song. Million Dollar Baby, the aunties. Love that thing, <laughs> billion, whatever it's called. That they love that thing. They love. They played that at a back before, and right. the gym went up. Um, so I just, I don't know. I thought about that. I've been here. I will actually listen to this podcast. Um, Black men can't jump in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. I feel like we need to get them on the show. They do a really mm-hmm. good job of breaking down movies. Me and you like to talk about black movies. Hey y'all, come on the show. This is an invitation. Right. We would love to do a collaborative episode to talk about some black film. Um, but they were breaking down. I want to dance with somebody, and they. They, oh, I never, I haven't seen it yet. They destroyed Have you seen it. it? <laughs> I saw it. Okay. They destroyed it. <laughs> Talk about how like, bad, poorly done oh, it was. Okay. Because okay. I think they're all from that um, acting world and like mm-hmm. theater background and stuff. So they went, they go in, they they really examine movies. But anyway, I was listening, so it was fresh on my mind about Whitney and um, just thinking through her impact and, you know, you know how she struggled was so was was tragic, but mm-hmm. I just always wonder to your point, and we can we can save this on this music episode. Like, what would music be? I think we say this about a lot of people. Even Aaliyah wasn't the best singer, mm-hmm. but her impact on R and B. I, I think I said this before. I feel like Aaliyah would have been our like Mary J Blige is our generation, but she's also old enough to be our mama's low key, or at least a young right. aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really feel like Aaliyah would have set in that similar space. Of a Mary J. Blige, like the princess of hip hop soul, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, so I really feel like she would have lived in that space. I mean, right. kept in like as in the today of things, kind of like Mary, been mm-hmm. acting because we saw Leah trending yep. toward that way. Yep. And then every now and then giving us an album with a few bops. Miss, mm-hmm. especially when Missy was in her RB production yep. bag. Could you imagine like the Jasmine Sullivan era with Missy and then translating some of that to Aaliyah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And again, <laughs> Aaliyah is in that category. And I don't know if because she passed away. But she was in that category of our generation's like heroes, like mm-hmm. Drake mm-hmm. and we all that generation. They love Aliyah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Tink and other people who make music, right? Um, Pharrell, I don't think Pharrell was at his like Pharrell mm-hmm. bag when she passed away. So no. imagine all that he stuff. He was still so, doing big pimping for Jay Z. Yeah. So I think uh, <laughs> if, if music never would have died, yeah. it could be a good episode where we kind of talk about folks who. You know, at some point, not a whole episode, but maybe kind of deal with the episode, Brian. Yeah, that's never died. The music, I mean, the the the, the something of music past, like for yeah. real, for real, and just like examine, you know, what music would have could have been with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's yep. go straight into before we go into the song of the week. I think we got an announcement that's still relevant to us. Listen, we are super proud of our puzzle pieces, man. Y'all are doing great things out there. So continue because we got the the green light to continue. Giving folks discounts for green top mm-hmm. gifts, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, we know it's not Christmas anymore. Ooh. Uh, but oh, why you did that to me? I ain't what? Gonna do it. 
You said green light, and you know, I, you know, it's my favorite Beyonce B side classic. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "My legend, Green Light." No, <laughs> you know I mean? that's a good song. What, what, what three stacks say? Sometimes you gotta come in behind that piano. <laughs> he need to sit, sit back down on that piano. We <laughs> seen y'all that, that's man. his problem. Three stacks told him to get out. <laughs> Maybe that's the, it. Wasn't Chrissy? It was three stacks. <laughs> I told him they're gonna get up and dance. Don't dance, John Legend. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Oh, John Legend should never dance a day in his life. Oh, uh, we love you, John. We, we do. Love you. We um, love you. Was I going with that? Oh yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Green Top gifts in uh, mm-hmm. the uh, puzzle pieces. The, the Jigsaw. We kind of collaborated on something to give y'all a discount. Jigsaw twenty two. That's all you have to do is put in. Um, the code when you're on the website of greentopgifts.com if you want to order anything. Not just Christmas, not just wrapping paper, but listen, um, before you put in a Burberry shirt and go to that baby shower and eat them meatballs, go ahead and get you something for baby showers. They got Christmas, not Christmas gifts. They got bre- uh, um, Christmas wrapping paper, birthday wrapping paper. Um, I'm pretty sure they probably got some Kwanzaa stuff out there. Anything you can think of, go out there and look at the accessories for gift giving. Uh, shout out to the Christmas queen and the gift queen uh Jacqueline Rogers uh Josh's cousin uh again y'all are welcome Jigsaw 22 mm-hmm. go on there put that code in get 15% off mm-hmm. and uh that's the courtesy of the Jigsaw podcast that's what it is and before we move into the song of the week yep. officially there is something that we want to introduce to y'all and I'm gonna throw it back to Brian I'm gonna be this I'm gonna be uh Jalen Hurts he's a black quarterback right J-A-A you know I'm all the things. It. I'm gonna throw it right on, and I, you know, I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan, so I shouldn't be shouting him out. But I'm gonna oh. throw it. I'm gonna throw it to him because I don't want to be Dak Prescott. I don't want to be Dak Prescott. <laughs> no, I actually you watched. Cow- you would be so proud of me. I mm-hmm. sat and watched sixty percent of that game. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say every snap. <laughs> no, no. I watched the first quarter, half of the second, skipped halftime, skipped and went to the fourth. And when I was like, first of all, this I Jalen Jay didn't play soccer. He can kick better than that gentleman. <laughs> but we won't get into that. I, 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 won't, I won't bless y'all without my athletic knowledge right now. I'm going to throw this thing on back to Brian to introduce a new segment that we're going to have here on the game. So. Yes. Well, we do have a definitely a new segment, and it's a segment that's near and dear to my heart. It's something called Brian's Black Ask Questions. That Or Black Ask Moment. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Brian's Black Ask Moment, and that is spelled A-S-K. I'm not cussing, Mama and uh, Mother <laughs> Rogers. Uh, but Brian's Black Ask Moment. Basically, mm-hmm. what it is is questions and conversations concerning black culture and community, right? Trying to intersect those things, which is really important to me and also important to Josh. Um, yep. So this may be comedic. It may be serious in nature. It may kind of just call questions to certain things within our community. Um, so this week's Brian's Black Ask moment, a uh, question I do have is, you know, I'm not saying that the Jigsaw podcast is any, you know, we're not above reproach. Uh, but there, what is the idea of having trivial or meaningless conversations and questions such as who gets the big piece of chicken mm. um who rides in the front seat of the car your mama or your girl who mm. comes first uh in the family your mm. baby mama your wife your daughter right who who gets fed first your children or your man right splitting rent all those kind of things what it what what profit does what are those questions profit our community and it seems like people just want to pick up a podcast, pick up a microphone, go on social media. Um, no discrediting to any of those wonderful platforms like the Shade Room and, and Spiritual Word and all that kind of stuff. But it seems like every single week, right, we get one of those questions of of uh, uh, trivial 
um, conversations within our community. And I guess I would ask the question, why do we continue to have those conversations? Are they profitable um, or is it just good fodder for social media? I love that. Are you asking me directly or you? Yeah, just- I'll, actually, I'll open that up to you. Sure. And also to the, to the puzzle pieces, if you want to answer this question, let us know exactly as well. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, to, 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 to be quick here, um, I think it's just kind of like what we said about the billboard list. I think it's, it's clickbait. They know, mm-hmm. We know it's going to get the people going. I mean, something as simple as sugar versus salt on grits. Yeah. So trivial, so dumb. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? But we will go. I mean, me and you've had the debates about catfish and spaghetti being a meal. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, but I think some of it is uh, geographic mm-hmm. with the, if we do the food thing. I think some mm-hmm. of it is just um, antiquated in tradition. In mm-hmm. terms of like the you know back in the day you say the big piece of chicken for daddy because he been right. out he been out working all day and, right. and mama been at home with the fifteen kids and you know he mm-hmm. put the big piece of chicken, um, so that's what that, I mean to be honest with you, and it's it's click so I'm in journalism and some mm-hmm. stuff we know it's gonna hit mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and when it comes to social media be like you know what we got a low day. Put it out there. <laughs> Let the people go. And I, Get and I the really, people going. I really feel like at the root of it, that's what it is. And because there are so many different opinions, we know it's going to get the people going. It's provocative. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, if y'all ever, if y'all never ask those questions again, I know. Not to, <laughs> not to criticize, but, you know, there are some other things we probably could do with our life. And that's been Bam. <laughs> Brian's black-ass moment. Black-ass moment. <laughs> You're like Dorinda. <clears throat> she had a she had a thing called Bam or something. Something. Yeah. Let me let me find out you uh you a real Maddie's girls fan like me. All right. So we love that. So if you have, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a privilege here and say if you have suggestions for Brian, yeah, um, shoot them that way. How do you want the people to respond to your questions, Brian? Uh, I would. What I would love, if honestly, would be like a question uh, on your story and then tag the Jigsaw Podcast. That would mm. also would allow other individuals to kind of get involved in the conversation. We do love conversation here at the Jigsaw Podcast. Or DSM, DM us uh, at the Jigsaw Podcast. DM me. Follow me. DM me. I am Brian here for sure. You know, I would definitely reply back and I would use your question um, for Brian's black ass moment. All right. And that has been an introduction of a new segment. But before we end this little intro and get into the the, the meat of the show, we yes. got the song of the week. Okay. And you know, you know, I started this I started this show off talking about tomorrow and the blessing that it is, and we're in a new year. We're we're in the tomorrow. Y- y'all caught that you'll catch it in the spirit if you didn't catch it. We're in the tomorrow of things now. And I just got a song that um uh, you know, tomorrow, ooh. I'll give my life tomorrow. But tomorrow is not promised, as he says at the end. Right. What about today? <laughs> uh, I don't know the words. Oh, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please don't turn and walk away. Come on, tomorrow. Who promise you tomorrow? Better choose the Lord when? today. For what? For tomorrow, very, very well might be too late. I'm not gonna do the whole. And when he said, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. That's tomorrow would never come for you. Sing it. <laughs> but you laugh and play <laughs> and continue on to say. So That's good. a good song. Oh, come on. Why never make me give my life to Christ again? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Whew. All right. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. That was in real tongue. That was a fake okay. one, but you know, y'all know what that meant. All right. Let me just play this song. <laughs> this is, uh, and after this song, real quick, uh, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> this is I, I got a little something for Brian after this because this is gonna resonate with him okay. um, very well. Very well. Okay. I'm gonna play it, but I'm gonna sing it too because I feel like I wanted background music today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to be out here by myself. <laughs> I needed a little help. I needed a band. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where are my background singers? Where are my background singers? This <laughs> is the wrong words on the cue card. <laughs> Here it is. Looking back on where I started, had a lot of sun and a lot of rain. I've had joy and been broken hearted. Now the church go dance. But now it doesn't mean a thing. I'm living for the joy and laughter. Ha ha ha. I'm learning from my befores and afters. All and all, it's been cool. Guess what? His grace, it brought me through. I'm so happy being me. Oh, I'm so happy being me. I'm regretting nothing about me. Oh, 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 I'm too busy living life, giving love freely. So happy being me. That is Happy Being Me by Donna Lawrence. But Brian, did you know this interesting fact? Okay. <laughs> that this is a cover really? from one of your favorite Neil Soul artists. Who's that? Eric Badu? <laughs> Angela Stonehead, also known as Angela Stone. <laughs> I know one song first. No, two songs. Is it Black Brother? <laughs> Black Brother and the um I can't eat, I can't sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. What's the third song that you should know that all the blacks know that you didn't know? And you found Something, out in my house one summer. <laughs> what was it? Swinging in the rain or Love. The sunshine has come. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knew but me. <laughs> and I'm all cried out. Yeah. And there's no more rain in this house. I would love to get Angie on this podcast. That would be so Listen, great. Keisha and Johnny was like, nigga, how do you not know this? First question. <laughs> how did you bag D'Angelo? <laughs> Listen. Because girl. <laughs> well, the rumor has it that he was 19 and she was like 34. Shut the door. <laughs> Let me look up. Let me look up. Let me see if that's true. Okay, because we don't we don't gossip on this show. We don't. We, this ain't gossip. Shout out to them. No shame. Let's see how old is Andrew Stone. Andrew Stone is currently. Let me see how we pull this. Up. She's sixty one. Okay. Andrew Stone is sixty one. Sixty one. Now, all, now uh, no shade, no tea. Andrew Stone looks great for sixty one. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Like I would not have put that on her. I would have definitely gave her fifties. And. Um, Michael Eugene Archer is 48. <laughs> that this man's government. We love a government name. <laughs> we do love a government here. name. And Michael Eugene is <laughs> that you- colored. <laughs> Listen, that Eugene. Eugene is a colored name. Archer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I met, I met a white Jacqueline recently. Ugh. Crazy. She, she must have been a fan. Her mom and them must have liked the Kennedys. Yeah, Had I must. Have. I know white Jacqueline. Her last name was Had Hopkins. She has Had a black to. name. <laughs> 
Oh, Jack, oh, Jacqueline Hopkins. She's oh, white. Has a black. If she man. applied to a job for me. I would have been shocked. Come interview time. Let me tell you. Let me, and this is coming from the DEI man. I would have <laughs> known that was a black woman. Um. Anyway, with that being said, let's then accept it. Uh, let's get out of this very long intro <laughs> and go into um, the bless up report. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, we're here at the Blessing Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things. We as black folks wake up every single day and just make history and do great things every single day. Josh, if you woke up any other culture, what would you do? Ooh, I'd cry. You should be, it rightfully be so. seasonal depression. Right, rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> But on this episode, on this segment, for those that are new to the show, we bless up black folks doing great black things. This week, we're going to bless up Black Coffee ATL. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, This black-owned coffee shop is in Castleberry Hill, which serves more than just coffee, espresso, and other caffeinated beverages. It's also a gathering place for people to meet where Atlanta artists display their work and community events are hosted. And mind you, we didn't used to have places like this, right? Mm-hmm. So you can gl- uh, grab... Some coffee in the morning, and you'll know, pair it with a contardo. I don't know what that is, right? Followed by some drinks with a fogato martini. I don't know what that is. Um, mm-hmm. In the evening with vodka, right? Bailey's coffee liqueur and black coffee ATL six bean espresso topped with a scoop of vanilla gelato. They have all the things, right? All the things. It's, it's a place to hang out. It feels like it's going to be hella bougie, but also hella hippie, black hippie, mm-hmm. um, which is my kind of people. Um, we mm-hmm. kind of intersect there. Me and Josh kind of intersect with the black bougie, kind of black hippie, mm-hmm. black power, black corporate. We have a lot of intersections, I mm-hmm. feel like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, Black Coffee ATL is a place I would recommend you do go. Uh, if you want to check out the scene and see what they got going on, check out IG at Black Coffee ATL. That's Black Coffee ATL on IG. Check it out. Um, let them know that the Jigsaw sent you. Don't have a discount code or anything as of yet. But if enough people go there and say the Jigsaw sent you there, they'd be like, who are these niggas and why are they shouting us out? Why are they shouting us out? <laughs> why are they shouting us out? Because we are coffee connoisseurs. Oh, yeah, for we sure. We are great friends in the podcast and real life with the people from um, Black and Bold. Yeah. Right. So we know that we know the things of coffee. I think we both are drinking coffee right now as we're filming Cheers, this, this, this episode. Cheers on the screen. There it goes. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Black Coffee ATL. Yes. Do all the things. Do all the things. You can art. Black folks being great and black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coffee. Mm-hmm. Black coffee, black art, black folks being great and black. What more do you need? What laid the foundation? Opened up the Opened way. Up the way. <laughs> what more? What more? <laughs> I've actually frequented Black Coffee ATL a few times. It is really? they have really great coffee. Mm-hmm. It is right there behind uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Really oh, great. Okay, I know that is. Um maybe we can host something there, Brian. They we, have should. A we should do it. We should. Um, but shout out to them. Bless up to Black Bless Coffee up. ATL. Um, any anybody dead, Brian? I I, I looked this week and I didn't see anybody. Couldn't find nobody. Yeah. Couldn't find nobody. <laughs> ain't that what Bashan Mitchell said? He, ain't he, he the one did who said that. that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ain't then Darius the one who wrote it? He did. Yeah. <laughs> what a pen. What a pen. What a pen. What a pen. Well, since everybody is yet alive, let's mm-hmm. go on bunny hop over to the billboard. So let's do it. Shannon Sharp versus the Memphis Grizzlies. I know that mm. was not an actual game, but that's what happened. And before we do that, this is 
a segment we like to call <clears throat> they don't last long <laughs> yes we get to the point uh -huh. we know you love it because it's everyone's favorite joint these are josh mm -hmm. roger athletic abbreviations mm -hmm. so during a game um between the memphis grizzlies and the los angeles lakers my people versus brian's people shay shay is what they call him y'all uncle y'all uncle loud country suits buff guy loud dude shay shay shannon Sharp mm -hmm. was courtside in los angeles skip, skip. Um, in, in a in a very in a very 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 expensive auntie-esque cardigan and apparently was antagonizing the grizzlies specifically <laughs> um, small forward slash shooting guard dylan brooks i know the things um and dylan brooks with his two braids to the back responded to shannon sharp and um so basically he told him he was too small to guard lebron Mm. And Dylan Brooks told him, well, he missed a shot. And I'm sure some expletives was in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, Shannon Sharp didn't take well to that. And then, uh, let me tell a rose out of country got up from his seat. <laughs> None other than the Grizzly superstar John Morant. Not John Morant, his daddy, T. They, <laughs> they, they, they all just got one syllable names. T. Morant <laughs> got up from his seat, walked on over, and got into Shannon Sharp. Now, T ain't bigger than a five-foot Christmas tree. Not a but thing. But he decided that he was going to ride. I'm saying Christmas tree because I'm still looking at mine right now in case y'all wondered. They ain't taking down yet. Um, <laughs> uh, T. Morant got over there and got in his face. Now, we don't know what we'll see. All we do know is that a whole bunch of people came around. Shannon Sharp was telling them they didn't want to smoke. They didn't want to do this. All these different types of things. But then later, what we see is that two grown black men, instead of fighting, they 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 talked it out. They gave it each did. other a very uncle auntie kind of embrace. They were standing there holding each other by the elbow. You know, you hold somebody by the elbows while you still talking <laughs> to them. They was doing that kind of talking mm -hmm. embrace, and it was all over the socials. But and the Grizzlies ended up losing that game by one point. And they did. What's so sad is that we went on like this 12 game winning streak to go to a three game losing streak. I don't know what's happening over there on Bill Street, <laughs> but y'all need to get it together. Do you understand me, John? Dylan? <laughs> Desmond, Jaron, okay, Tyus, Zaire, Stephen Adams. I, I, listen, I, I will call you know the, the roster. You know the roster. Okay, okay, all right. Get it together. Get it together. All right, but that happened with all over social, so we had to do that. Um, but all is well. Speaking of cheering for people black to to do great black things, the Oscar season is here now. Before you want to ask, you know, new people, me and Brian don't watch award shows. We don't. We Not talk about them. We, we don't do. watch them. And I'm gonna tell you something. I talk about BET, but that might be the one award show I actually do sit down and watch. Oh yeah, if they gonna they gonna give us I'm a, 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 a good watch tribute to somebody. The BET BET gonna give you if nothing else. BET gonna give you about two hours of entertainment. Yes. Um, um, but the the, the Oscars is by far the, the most boring award show um, yeah. on God's green earth. It is happening, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about everybody black. And Brian, you know, I would say we're rooting for everybody black, but it ain't too many people to root for because we didn't get a lot of nominations oh. um, this year. But what we did get was Angela Bassett. We talked about it, bro. She got nominated for Best Important Actress, and she also made history for the first actor Mm -hmm. or actress in general to um receive an acting nomination for a marvel movie so wow. even if she doesn't that's, win that's she time. broke history yeah it's, it's big time because i think mm -hmm. we said that in a previous episode like marvel don't usually yep. come up for these kind of these kind of awards mm -hmm. but she yep. if y'all ain't seen wakanda forever she played the <laughs> dog crap like she, she acted, did. Act. she went into her "What's Love Got to Do with It" bag. She, she, yeah. she, she gave it. She, she gave it. She <laughs> mama T'Challa. I don't. I can forget yeah. her name. <laughs> what was the name in the show, in the movie? Qu Queen something. Mama Dulu. 
Mama T'Challa. Mama T'Challa yeah. is what it's going to be. She played it. Uh, and then Brian Tyree Henry, my Morehouse brother, also mm. um, co-star on the hit show Atlanta. He was yes. in the movie Causeway. Paperboy. No, have no idea what Causeway is, Brian. Have, have you even heard of that movie? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. But anyway, best supporting actor. He got that award. I would love a Morehouse man to win an Oscar. Um, so he's um, nominated in that space. Rihanna mm. and Tim's. Mm-hmm. Uh, have been nominated for their first first ever Oscar. Of course, Rihanna performed the song. Tim's wrote it. Lift me up, best original song by Black um, from Black Panther. Um, and then Black Panther as a movie had four additional nominations: best costume design. I think they've gotten it uh, before. Yep. Uh, best visual effects, best makeup and hairstyle, and then best original song as a movie, not just mm-hmm. for Rihanna and Tim. So yeah, shout out to them. But going back to what we said earlier, um, there were films with black leads and black. Um, directors that did not get nominated. The Woman King, Teal, and Nope were all shut out from 2023 Oscar, Oscar nominations, and that has caused a resurrection. The hashtag Oscar So White. Um, Brian, have you seen those other three? Woman King? Uh, Teal, I haven't seen Woman King as of yet. I should be seeing that um, soon. I'm right. not going to see Teal. No disrespect to that movie, but I already saw the the the, the TV joint, and, and I don't need to see that again. Yeah. The, the TV one was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. I don't really deal with... Um, Peel like that. And, uh, those movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm definitely want to see Woman King. Yeah, Woman King. Um quick question. Yeah. Do you think this is a backlash from Will Smith? Ooh, I would I would really hope that they didn't they didn't suppress a bunch of niggas all won. the niggas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because a, a bunch of niggas was nominated and won last last yeah. time. And if anything, I, I would be. It would be, in my opinion, that they balancing the scales back out. Okay, <laughs> got enough of y'all colors in that last year. We gonna do that this year. Um, yeah, I would hope it's not Will Smith. You know, okay. Emancipation did not make this list. Cause they don't um, want that nigga back. Clearly, he's, he's banned. He's banned. Yeah, he's banned. <laughs> he can't. He can't vote and he can't come. Right? Well, he can't mm-hmm. come. He just can't vote. Or is it mm-hmm. something like that? I don't um, know. But the nigga slaps him. I will tell you, Woman King is great. Um, I believe it. Will not see. Well, I ain't gonna say I'm, I'm not gonna see her. Say I will not watch Teal. I'm not gonna pay to watch it. And it hits mm-hmm. HBO Max if it's like one of those lazy type Saturdays. I might watch because I hear. Excuse me. They avoided the violence, so they didn't. You okay. know, so some of that may be like, okay, I can watch this without being too upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then nope, I actually watched it on a on a flight. Was it's it weird. It's okay, and it's not even like scary, or it's it's and it's not as. Thought pro- well, it might be thought provoking. Maybe I'm just slow and didn't get it. I was going <laughs> to say it's not as thought provoking as Get Out, but it's it's you would have to. I'm not going to encourage you to watch it, mm-hmm. but you would have to watch it to kind of understand what I'm saying. It is there's a deeper meaning in it. I have no idea <laughs> what it is, other than the fact that some strange stuff happens and they explore it, mm-hmm. and it's one of them things where Black would have been like. No, right. So that's what I got from it, but they okay. did it anyway. Um, but I'm sure it's some deep because it's like horses end up missing and like these aliens. It's weird. It is. Mm-hmm. We if you thought Jordan Peele was weird before, you're gonna think he's beyond weird after nope. Um, but anyway, but you know, you know, the whites love that kind of stuff. So yeah, they do. I'm just surprised that he didn't. He didn't, you know, he didn't win for his black excellence. Speaking of black excellence, mm-hmm. lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven mm-hmm. ring. Yes. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. 
see. Let our rejoicing rise. Glistening skies. That is the Black National Anthem. Really Let it sound. Weldon Jones. Loud as the rolling <laughs> sea. Sing. Sing. I'm trying to end it, That's a good part. Song. <laughs> 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 dark That's a good part, man. That's good churchy. Sing a song, yeah. Brothers, they sing the right. It's so strong. <laughs> of a new day, a new day begun. <laughs> Let yes. us march on till, till victory, victory is won. Hallelujah. <laughs> James Wilder Johnson got his bag on that one. And why are we singing it? Because Shirley Ralph will be performing it at the Super Bowl. I don't know what that means, but I felt like it needed to be mentioned. That's all. Is there really no commentary around there? That's just what it is. Listen, the wife's going to be in their feelings. They ain't going to be in their feelings, but she is one of our original dream girls. She is. Dina White was Shirley Ralph. Huh? She was Dina, that the character. She, she was Dina. She was Beyonce before Beyonce. We are dream girls. Die. She make it happy. <laughs> that neck, that neck. <laughs> best acting. Uh, Beyonce's best acting performance. Yes, that was in Dream Girls and that neck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, listen gets me going. Though. I'm not gonna hold you. Listen what? gets me. Listen. Oh, she. The girl can sing. She girl can sing. You can it ain't better than I'm changing. I keep telling y'all, I'm changing the gospel. <laughs> a lot of Next time you preach. Jennifer Hudson, but that song right there. When she had her poverty fro? Yeah. Right. She, had been, she had been through some things. She had been through some things. She had been through some things. She had her disciple sandals on and all, a brown dress. <laughs> she was... <laughs> The whole moment was so. She wasn't loud no more. It was so good. It was so good. And then she went and sang her black version of a One Night Only, the original. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then when it got changed into a disco song by Beyonce, and then I ain't gonna hold with you. Mm-hmm. The, the the reappropriation version of the disco was better. I ain't gonna hold Hello. you. Mm-mm. I ain't gonna hold you. The crossover version. That crossover version was better, but anyway, isn't uh, it weird? I'm sorry, this is no, 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 on topic. It was on topic. Isn't it weird that her voice changed? Like when she changed, right? Like she went from wanting to be this like belting, loud singer, and then when she went through the things and kind of like it she, humbled her. Yeah, so then her her songs were a little more mellow and um, I don't want to say sensitive, but or or soft. I can't think of the word I want to use, but they were mm-hmm. there was a little. Smoother than yeah. what it was before. Yeah, except at the very end when they mm. did Dream Girls again, and she outsang all three of them other women on this stage. Oh, without a doubt, she came through. Every man woo, has his own special. They turned it into a Samantha selection. Did we talk about that once before? <laughs> how we'll take fast songs and sing them slow and make them some other. Oh, yeah. We did that with John, right? <laughs> they did, th- and that version is better than the crossover version. I like that church version better. I do personally. <laughs> So good, and I'm trying to figure out. This is not a Dream Girls episode. Why they had that woman in that brown dress when they brought her back? Let me tell you. Speaking of Beyonce, let's just mm-hmm. do this real quick. The last thing on the Billboard before we move on. Okay. Beyonce's back. She performed in Dubai at the Atlantis okay. Hotel. Allegedly made twenty four million dollars. Oh my god! Movie. She didn't sing nothing off Renaissance, but she gave us amazing vocals. Um, she mm-hmm. gave us opera leading into. Whoa! 
You know, I can sing opera. She gave us opera. You see how <laughs> leading into drunken love. It was so good, so good. Um, but that's not what I want to say. The way y'all did Jennifer Hudson in that movie, Beyonce. <laughs> if you do a Destiny Child reunion and you happen to bring Latoya on the top of your back, don't you put them in separate outfits? <laughs> <laughs> If it's gonna be five of y'all, y'all for whatever you know for them first couple for the writings on the wall and mm-hmm. uh, what was the very first album? Was that the second album? Destiny, Destiny fulfilled? No. Was the self title? No, Destiny fulfilled. Let's, let's, let's figure. Let's figure out. Um, let me let me figure that out. Destiny. What was that first album? Because I know it was two, Albums. and they was gone. They was left. Albums. <laughs> they left after the album came out because Michelle writing on the wall. It was Destiny's self titled Destiny's Child was in the ninety eight. Writings on the wall in ninety nine. That was a okay. solid album. Writing on the wall was a great album. Um, but yeah. if you happen to bring them about and all five of y'all sing "Say My Name, Say My Name," which I think would be great. And then what's the yep. other song that Wyclef John did? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Give us Didn't them two say? with all five yeah. of y'all. We've talked about it. I would really enjoy that. I would really yeah, enjoy I want, that. I want Destiny Child to go on tour. That's what we, we talked about. Me too. This. Me too. I really hope that the remaining two acts of Renaissance is the Renaissance of Destiny Child. <gasps> I mean, Joshua Jamal Rogers the first. Did I just give Revelation? You did. If I all the Destiny, if all the children came back, other than Pharaoh, we don't need Pharaoh. But no, if her luggage is still waiting, <laughs> we don't need Sarah. <laughs> but if Latoya and Latavia come back and they give us a renaissance of the original mm-hmm. plus Michelle, mm-hmm. that would be something. That would be a that's a family outing. I'm, I'm going with that with my wife. Like we're we're hanging out. We're that's it a, really that's is. A, that's a thing. the thing. The album can be DC three as we have grown to know them and their superstardom. Mm-hmm. But two or three of those songs can have all five with yes. the remake of those two. Right. And those two songs we just named, and I think that would be that would be enough for the people. Yeah, and let's not hold you. Latoya had a solid career after Destiny's Child, other the than only, Angel. The only one, you know, and this is no shade because my line brother, for whatever reason, actually knows Latoya. Um, wow. Yeah, and like he, he goes hard for her, but she didn't do nothing. <laughs> she was on R&B Divas Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She was she dating the dude from uh, she was uh, she was with the guy from uh, Jagged Edge. Mm-hmm. She That's... didn't do much anything. Now I will say to her credit, she got writing credits on them first two albums. Hello. So that that was residuals still. Every time Beyonce says "Say my name," a check is written in Latavia's name. So listen, listen. So she's good to a certain extent. Yes. But she didn't have. I don't know if it was by choice or by force. Um, and she's not an ugly woman. Any of she's that. pretty. You know, she's pretty. pretty. Listen, Kelly was the ugly one out of the group at one point. Kelly definitely glowed up. She because Kelly, Kelly beautiful is fine. Mm-hmm. Like Kelly is, oh, I ain't gonna call her ugly, but I will say she glowed up. She, she glowed. Up. She, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think it was really the styling. If you go back and look at her styling, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I, but yeah. I also feel like that might have been intentional to make Beyonce like maybe you know, star. Maybe I did see a clip where they were singing "Say My Name" and Beyonce said her name five times in the song. She did. She did. I saw that. Clip. I really feel like. It was immaturity, but they were really grooming their girl to be a solo artist um, mm-hmm. in, in their face. And it was just yeah. like, and but I'm so glad that they're past that. They're over that. They've all, mm-hmm. you know, dealt with that. But yeah, we would love to see it. We're saying it again. DC5 um, as part of the DC3 reunion. I just yes. watched Homecoming again the other night. And that version of Say My Name, that live version of Say My Name at Coachella, mm-hmm. top tier. It, mm-hmm. it, whoever arranged that, Brian, since we're here, I just 
<laughs> I know. I know we talked about making the billboard shorter, but Listen, I, just, I can't. It just gets a hold of us. <laughs> it did get, so we'll do better next week. <laughs> it's music thing. Better next week. We just need to stop talking about, stop talking about music. We can't talk. No about more music. It. We talk about music, and then it's going. <laughs> it's going to go left music. field. All right. I just want to do this, y'all, because this version of "Say My Name" is just it's 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 top tier. Here it comes, Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Please don't sue us, uh, Matthew knows. But that, um, <laughs> that's the rendition that they're gonna sing when they like eighty. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna mm-hmm. when when you know when they yeah. do their when they, somebody find a tribute Destiny Child mm-hmm. or tributes Beyonce when it, whatever you want to do like that ver- that live version. Oh, it's so good. Then they go into Soldier and uh, you appreciate oh, Michelle Cripswalk. <laughs> And I, I appreciate it. A good she, was, she was dating a California man at the time, and they were shouting <laughs> out all the men from their respective cities. Um, anyway, that being said, let's do accept it. Brian, you ready to get into the living room and have this good conversation? Excited. Let's go. All right, good folks. We are here in the living room. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, we're not saying it's a new year. We got some new followers. We just want to welcome y'all and introduce y'all. The living room is the main segment of this show. And that is where we talk about. Remember at the beginning, we said the parents, the praise, the productivity, pump, and circumstance. That's what we talk about, how we navigate through all those things here. Sometimes we have a guest. A lot of times it's me and Brian. um, But we welcome you to pull up with your snacks, with your drinks. We didn't tell y'all to do that earlier, but go get something to drink real quick. Press pause. Go get some to drink, go get some snacks and stuff real quick, and come meet us in the living room. So today, me and Brian wanted to talk about, you know, we always say this new year, new me type of stuff at the top yep. of the year. And we won't hold y'all in here too long today. Um, mm-hmm. but we just really want to like come into the into the new year while it's still kind of fresh. Uh typically the holiday season ends at MLK day. But you know, <laughs> we we're gonna carry it on over just a little bit more and talk about how our approach to the new year. Some things that we're excited about, some things that we're letting go, all those different types of things. So, Brian, before we get into that, though, I wanted to ask you specifically, what does New Year, New Mean mean for you? Like, why do people always say that? 
Um, are we looking to be new versions of ourselves or, you know, is this just something that kind of like to your, your, your black ask moment question, is it something that we just say that's trivial because it's the top of the year? Um, I think it's as, and, and both or, and, or both. I don't know. Um, I think, but realistically, I really feel like the, the great thing about a new year, it, it gives you hope for, for change, right? It's something you can actually do and look at and say, Hey, I want to make certain positive changes in my life and I'm going to use it as a marker to do so. Yeah. Right. And I think oftentimes that's what people really strive to do. I don't think anybody really sets out to not, you know, reach their goals for that year. I just yeah. feel like if without changing the mindset and stuff like that, it probably you won't really accomplish it. However, I think new year, new me, if anything is there are certain things I know I can probably do better. I know certain things that I probably put off last year or some things, goals that I didn't achieve last year. And instead of quitting those goals, you just say, I'm going to I'm going to try it again. Uh, so that's what New Year New Me uh, is like. It's not necessarily changing yourself, but maybe improving uh, on some of those things that, you know, need to be improved on. No, I absolutely agree with that. I think it is very true that we're not necessarily looking for to be brand new in mm -hmm. the sense that we're going to be this whole new person. But I do think um, mm -hmm. to your point, it's very true that. Um, something about the the new year, like, you know, it's a proverbial clean slate. Right. Everything's washed away. Like hey. something about the changing of that Ooh. clock literally washed means away. listen. I ain't gonna go into it. Something about the change <laughs> of that clock literally means that this is new. Like last mm -hmm. year was last year. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I wonder why we don't take the same approach at the end of every month, at the end of every day. Every day. That's you know that's what I'm good. saying. Even but we but for some reason we take that at the new year, and it kind of is what it is, but with that being said, bro, what are your hopes? What are what what does Brian Allen Hare hope for in twenty twenty three? Uh just <clears throat> in, improvement. Um Remember the faith is the substance of things hopeful. Uh, <laughs> Heavens of things not saying. So what uh, are you hoping for, my man? <clears throat> I am hoping just for improvement. Like I honestly today I, I was thinking about the and I might get super introspective this episode, which is that's what we do here at the show. Mm -hmm. Um I was thinking about today the fact of <clears throat> I understand what it's like to have most of the things that you want and still be unhappy, mm. right? Mm. Or having the thing that you like and still being unfulfilled, right? Or really understanding that my life is probably life goals for a good group of people. Like people Ooh, look at my crazy. life, they'd be like, this nigga, life goals, right? Nice family, nice house, great career, all that kind of stuff. I'm beautiful, right? Um, but, you know, it's really, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but my hope for this year is really to find, and sometimes may not necessarily find purpose, but really to walk in purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and what that looks like, what that's for me. And I think we've talked about that as far as ministry is concerned. Like, what does that look like for me? Um, um, maybe re, like, like we talk about the show every day, unlearning and relearning some things this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, even from the previous year. Um, Last year, I said it was the year of me, or was that the year before? I don't remember. But really digging into me, <clears throat> how can I improve that, right? More yeah. pockets of joy. More yeah. intentionality of, <laughs> of the future, right? Mm -hmm. um, more intentionality in terms of where I'm going, what direction I'm going in. Yeah. Um, this year, I'm not going to hold you. I didn't sit down and say what my goals are for this year, right? Yeah. And no, that's fair. And and moments of just being transparent, like sometimes you're so busy. I think after the last part of the quarter of the year, I was trying to keep my head above water, right? And I was really just trying to make it through the day every day 
right? So there was really no thought for the future or what mm-hmm. my goals or what my plans are for the year. And mm-hmm. that's what happens, happens to some people, yeah. right? Um, but that's my thing. It's kind of get on focus, get on track, get on track, regain focus, yeah. and then figure out, um, or if not necessarily figure out, walk in uh, the purpose that God has in store for my life. If that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I I, I resonate with that. So um, one difference for me this year was that this was the first year I actually wrote down goals. Mm. And, um, you know, me and Brian do a lot of talking about, you know, strategy and all that kind of, and y'all know me, I'm a strategy guy, but I'm pulling out my notebook because y'all know I'm old school that mm. way. Um, yep. And I got a big one this time, Brian. Oh. I wrote three pages worth. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I really wrote them out and I was very... Um, detailed about them so one of them mm-hmm. was like um i will i will earn well over six figures the two hundred thousand well, well dollar range um so i was like really there um uh, really talking about i will you know read a minimum of 12 books i know sometimes i get started on books and i stop and i think writing <laughs> listen, you and me both i think writing <laughs> has done the same thing that grad school did to me like i mm-hmm. did so much reading in terms of research and making sure that i'm right. accurate in information that when it's time to sit down and read something for leisure that part of my brain is just like, no, you've done mm-hmm. enough. And then right. because in this DEI space, I'm creating trainings and resources. So again, mm-hmm. reading and making sure that that stuff is up to par. Uh, shout out, Chris. Um, yep. You know, to, 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 to the stuff that I'm developing. So anyway, I'm trying to have a discipline. So yep. one of my biggest hopes is um, for 2023 is consistency and discipline. Um, mm, the consistency to, to live out all the things that I want to do and the discipline to make them happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm at home, which is one reason why me and Brian was talking before we got online, you know, the coffee that I'm drinking is two times the caffeine. Now, some of you may say, don't depend on caffeine, but like right. I work from home. So when mm-hmm. I have breaks in between meetings, it is not uncommon for me to take a nap. It is just what <laughs> might happen. But I also understand right. that hour of a nap, or even that 30-minute nap, because I believe in those power naps, right. can be 30 minutes dedicated to something else. Then I find myself in the middle of the night or trying to, because you know, y'all know I go to, I go to the gym. If, I be at the gym at 545 a.m. You do. So, Sometimes you go two days, two, two times yeah, a day. Two times a day. So, uh, And even in that, like saying, hey, is it worth going on lunch break? Because it's 30 minutes to the gym, an hour workout, and 30 minutes back home. That's two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I've even cut that back some or really figuring out what days does that make the most sense. So anyway, it is that consistency. It is that, it is that discipline around schedule, not just time management. It is the discipline around what it takes to make this stuff happen. And I think that's the difference for me anyway, getting to getting from where I am to where I want to be. Um, so goals aside, those are my those are my holistic goals. And then mm-hmm. I have those individual 20 that I wrote down that I want to see. And I would love for us to check in at the June point. And of course, yeah. we can reflect in December just to kind of see where we are. Um, and it's not uncommon. We've done check in episodes, self-care episodes yeah. before um, just for us to kind of see what that means. So that is my that is my hope. Um, mm-hmm. That is my biggest hope. Um Coming from that, Brian, how do you, we talked about, you know, you talked about anyway, how you, you know, the, the things that you plan to do, but how do you plan to evolve as a human? This year? Or is there, or are you like straight? Like that's, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that either. <laughs> um, not necessarily. So not be going Bible, but you know, Bible talks about like God will perform or perfect us until the day of Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. We said mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. I think life is going to be over. It's going to be an evolution throughout history. Um, I think the, what I want to do is to evolve for me and not for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm, I think most of us, I'm going to be, I'm a self-proclaimed people pleaser at times, mm-hmm. right? I say yes to things I 
probably should say no to. Yep. Um, I let people run over me uh, that are close to me that I probably shouldn't. Um, yeah. So it's really, I plan on evolving in, in, in a few ways. One is definitely to be, let that no really be a no. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, and, and let me see how I can say this, not <sighs> giving the no head on. Mm. Right. Cause there are times like my siblings may, I know they're going to call and ask for something and now I just don't answer the phone. Right. Instead of just saying no. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess mm-hmm. the coward way is just to not answer the phone. Yep. Right. But I guess trying to be a little more stand on who I am, what I want, what my needs are. Um, um, preferably increase that discipline. Um, yeah. Again, like walk in purpose, walk out, not walk in fear. And I, that's another thing I could be transparent about. Like I have a fear of failure and a fear of mm-hmm. all kind of fear that, you know, oh, yeah. uh, in terms of just things not being the way I want it to be. Um, I don't know if I answered the question, but those are some of the things I no, feel like you did. evolution yeah. should take place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. No, no. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. So I'm going to say that you're me. I think it's the year of evolution uh, even more just, just being better for me, mm-hmm. not for anybody else. Got you. Makes a ton of sense. I think for me, it is it is less about identifying specific points of evolution, but being mm-hmm. comfortable with how I have already evolved. Um, Ooh, that's good. I think I've evolved over the last few years, specifically from 2020, that has kind of changed my perspective on life and how I live it um, that certain people haven't caught up with. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that battle from that time up until now has been trying to not necessarily be a, a different version of who I am, mm-hmm. but allowing people to still realize a certain version of Josh while actually living out this new version of me. Right, and right. it's time for the two to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, I'm not, I haven't forsaken <laughs> anything <laughs> in terms of like my, my values, my spirituality, mm-hmm. my, 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 the ethos of my life. But what I have done is I've evolved in many ways surrounding a lot of that. And it is time for me to live unapologetically in those things, embracing, um, for example, I'll say, I'll, you know, I'll be very transparent. You know, there was a time in my life where um, I was looking at building a life to pastor, mm-hmm. right? And I don't feel like I'm no longer, let me say this, I still feel like that calling is there. Yep. What I have evolved to, though, Brian, is to a place of understanding that it may not be in the traditional sense of a yes. four-wall church. That's good. Uh, I feel like what I may be called to do, and although I'm not, you know, like the biggest fan of this guy is um, Devon. You know, what is his name? Devon Franklin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know that he has a physical church, right? right? But he sits in this kind of pastoral seat where it's a it's a seat of influence. It is a merging of culture and faith. And I don't I don't know if that's it for me either. But I do right. know that I am I am I have broken off the bounds of saying. I got to have an address with brick and mortar and hundreds of people and we have service every Sunday. Right. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, how do I use the jigsaw as a platform? How do I use my writing um, as a platform? How do I use my individual stuff as a platform to inspire and to create? I did a I did like a self-care kind of post yesterday on real and it didn't get a ton of likes like, you know, these bomb pictures I've been posting on myself. But um, <laughs> what it did get was a lot of engagement. Right. So I had people, bro, te- literally texting me voice notes and was like, 
I just had a conversation with my boss. It was it was a um, one of my homeboys texted me. I just had a conversation with my boss about saying in 2023 I want to slow down. Mm. And he was like, I saw your post right after that, and he was like, it was confirmation for me, bro. He was like, I mm-hmm. literally almost had tears. I'm like. Yeah. I need to learn how to be still, right? So for me, that's ministry. I mean, because yeah, yeah. even one of the Ten Commandments say, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And I think that right. goes beyond what we were taught in church about just, you know, live extra saved on Sunday. If mm-hmm. we understand the Sabbath in this literal sense, that's when, that's when, we let's go all the way back to the creation. When right. God took a break and said, I'm done. I've done all right. this work. I'm going to rest, right? right? And I think keeping it holy is less about being sinless on that day, but more about honoring the need of rest. Um, right. You know, and we can go into theology debates on that, but I am, I am, and we see it in Jesus' life often when he was on the boat, when he sent the disciples before him, all these different moments where he intentionally got away, he rested, he mm-hmm. um, maximized and really leaned into self-care. So anyway, I say all that to say that um, I am in a space of kind of, when I, and it goes back to what I think I said earlier or last year, rediscovering what ministry means. And maybe mm-hmm. that means you know, it's the pulpit plus mm-hmm. or it's the pulpit minus. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it is not a, um, an excuse or a, 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 a permission for me to be wild and book. Cause I, that, I, that ain't gonna never be Josh, but it right. is uh, a point for me to live out this level of evolution. That means that I am authentically me and I'm growing and I'm learning and embracing right. that in full as it happens. It's real time right. in, in the embracing of that. So, Right. No, no, it's it's great because that actually resonates with me. Like literally Lauren and I were having this conversation last night. Mm -hmm. I was questioning as far as what ministry looks like. And this might be a whole nother episode, the the miseducation of Christianity, that we kind of deal with that and break that thing down. Yeah. Is what does ministry look like in 2023 for Brian Hare? Right. Mm -hmm. Do I really care about the the traditional setup that we had before? You know, all that kind of stuff. The, The calling is still there, but you know, working in church, do I really like that? Do I want the call of uh, being in church every single Sunday because I really, brother, I, I enjoy the brunch on the mm-hmm. Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy going on vacations on the weekends. So, do I want the yoke? And in, in my in no disrespect to pastors, the yoke, what I consider sometimes bondage of being at a church every Sunday. Yeah, right. Like nigga, I want to be on the Bah in Bahamas. It's a sacrifice. It's a it's a it's a it's a sacrifice. Yeah. And <clears throat> and what does that sacrifice look like for me and my family? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, that definitely resonates with me. So I wanted to kind of just uh, let you let you know that. And like I said, that might be a, another episode conversation where we kind of go deep into that. It definitely and, can and be. Break that down. Yeah, for sure, bro. And I think you know, again, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna tap into it more. But that but that is where my mind is swirling into mm-hmm. um, as I think about how I navigate you know this year um, in terms of evolution. So um, kind of riding that a little bit more. Are there some things or even people you ain't gotta call their names if there is. <laughs> Um, that you've like absolutely said this is staying in 2022. I ain't bringing this with me. I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that I say I'm not bringing this with me in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know that. Are some things some things that probably need to be left in 2022? I'm sure. Yeah. Right. People pleasing and all that kind of stuff. However, am I and do I know that that's gonna? Do I think that's gonna change? Probably not. Right. Um. But then within that, it's having self awareness and knowing that that's who you are. There's some things you have yeah. toxic or not, whatever it is. That may be part of your DNA. Got yes. to work through it, yes. right, and get better and, and evolve in that way. But I can't say there's anything that I really said without a shadow of a doubt that's staying in 2022. Mm-hmm. That didn't bring over to 2023. Mm-hmm. So just being realistic. Um, what about same, you? Same. I would say the only thing that I did tell Asha, I said frivolous spending. Oh, I'm I need to work on that. 2022. And what I mean by that is that, like, 
legit. And I think I I, I don't think I'll ever be a true sneakerhead because I'm not mm. willing to pay ridiculous prices for shoes and stuff like yep. that. But I have greatly increased. Like if you look at my closet, there are far mm-hmm. more Jordan boxes and Nike <laughs> boxes than there are Cohen boxes. And it was completely the opposite mm-hmm. at one point in my life. I used to have like 18 different pair of loafers and like mm-hmm. three pairs of sneakers. <laughs> and it is completely the opposite these days. And I think, um, but anyway, I say I like to say. Just because I see a sale on Sneaker Steel or I see a new shoe that I want doesn't mean I have to buy it. Um, oh, that's a word. That's a word for the people of God. Yeah. And, and, I'm, <laughs> and, I'm just, and I'm just saying, and it's and I'm using sneakers as an example, but I'm also thinking about, like, for example, I saw somebody post on social media that Zara was having their end of year sale. Typically, I, well, you know, closeout season sale because the end of the year has passed. And they mm-hmm. brought out their website 80% off. Jesus. I went to my app immediately and was like, well, then I stopped myself and I was like, you know what? Because I would have bought, bro, 80%. I could have bought two, three hundred dollars of clothes and mm-hmm. and like came out heavy. You know what I'm saying? So like when I say frivolous spending, I mean things like that. I mean like literally going on Amazon and just buying. But like, you know what? I think I want a, 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 a blue bonnet instead of the black one I've been wearing. Like just crazy yeah. stuff, right? I get it. Um, or even like, you know, I know you are developing a vinyl record addiction yes um i have a vinyl record player so i want i want more of them but like i'm not gonna go in you know target and be like ooh, like now now when i saw the renaissance one i bought it because i missed it when it first came out and then when i tried to look forward that joint had was sold out so when i saw it again i bought it but like if it's the brunt let's just say the silk sonic i don't know if silk sonic has a vinyl I do okay okay um but if i saw it you know what i'm saying if i'm in target i don't know that i would pick it up because mm. I'm in here for toothpaste. I'm in here for whatever. You know, and that's the kind of thing I'm going into. I want to go yeah. into when I say fearless spending. If I go to Target, now if I just go for a Target run, just be in there looking, I might come out of there and spend eight hundred dollars because you know how Target would do. But oh, if I go in there and say I need toothpaste, you know, laundry detergent, like those type of things, I want to be able to say the and if I buy anything extra, it is me remembering something that's mm-hmm. low. That we need for the house, and not because I'm just I want to try this new facial product or you know mm-hmm. that type of thing, right? So, right. um, and and even in that type of stuff, like I have a facial routine. So if I hear about a new facial product, like it's like I right, bet let me let me let this soap run out, let me get mm-hmm. this first, you know. So let like you know, why buy this new thing when I still got you know? What I'm saying like that's what I mean by first. Right. Yeah. I want to be very disciplined. Like even when it comes to grocery shopping. The last time I went, like major, well, the last time, which is last week, I went major grocery shopping. I did inventory of my pantry and refrigerator first because I am Marvel. notorious of just buying stuff and get yep. home and it's like already there. Have a bunch of it. And yep. I'm like, nah, I got, like, I did that with lemon pepper. You know, Black, we love lemon pepper. Bro, I got three jars of lemon pepper in there now because I was like, because I was going to make, I'm on this little, you know, health kick. Um, well, more disciplined mm-hmm. in my diet. Let me say it that way. And so I've been, instead of buying American Daily, I've been baking my wings. And then, you know, mm. broil every Friday for yep. my wing thing. So I was like, okay, let me get some lemon pepper. And bro, like, I just bought some more lemon pepper. Because mm. I was in, what's the, what's the, how do you pronounce it? Is it Lidl or Lidl? I say, I say Lidl. Okay, I say Lidl too. Um, but okay. anyway, I was in Lidl. You know, they season's kind of cheap. So I bought one. Yeah. Not realizing the start. last time I was in Publix, I had just bought one. And then I had mm-hmm. some uh, McCormick's Grill mm-hmm. Master Lemon Pepper. Mm. Top tier. Chef's kids. It is so good. But anyway, <laughs> I realized I had that left. And the reason why I bought the one, the Publix brand, was because Publix was sold out of the McCormick's. But then, like, thinking through, you know, it was like all these different things. Like, But when I did inventory, I was able to buy what we needed to restock. Mm-hmm. And if something was low, I would replace it. Right, right? So frivolous spending is something I absolutely want to live. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to enjoy life. 
It doesn't mean that I'm not going to spend my money in a way that where I can enjoy it. What it does mean is that I'm going to cut back on things that I don't need. Like every time I go on a trip, I don't need a whole new wardrobe. Maybe a new, mm-hmm. maybe a new shirt, <laughs> maybe a new pair of pants. But bro, I'm bad. When we say, like if Brian said right now, Josh, we going out of town. I'm going to be like, how many days? And then I'm going to all my stores and be like, I need five new outfits. <laughs> just, just because it's just who I am. Um, and some of that might not change, but it might not be five new outfits. It might just be one. Uh, it may be a new pair of swim trunks. It may be whatever it is, right? So I'm just trying to really be more disciplined than that. And in terms of people, um, I don't really do the cut people off at the end of the year because I cut people right. off throughout the year. i do like i do like and i'm not one to be like oh you gone you dead to me but i do limit relationships when i see that they're starting to move funny um Mm -hmm. when i see that they're one-sided i am a man of grace so i have conversations Mm -hmm. um but when those conversations are not respected and those boundaries and things are not honored then i feel like it's time for me to get to a place to where we need to you know rediscover what friendship or relationship means um so yeah i don't i don't don't usually do the end of the year i may do an end of the year audit of the people in my life i haven't done that but i don't i don't don't use that to be like you got five more days left no because if i didn't like you in december one you're not you're not going to stay here to december 31st you're going to leave december (laughs) i'm gonna cut you off on december one like what um so anyway that's that's in terms of leaving stuff Mm -hmm. that's what that that's all that is for me and you're literally been saying th- we've been saying things throughout this episode. I'm thinking as other episodes, like the power of inventory and auditing mm-hmm. in our lives, like taking inventory of just things that we have. Like that's a that's a that's a thing. That's a thing. Taking inventory, like what that that breakdown is, that thought process is. What do we have? Do we have oh an abundance? What are we currently using? What are we not currently using? Friends, relationship, things tangibly un- not intangible. Like oh, that's that's good. That's I mean, good. Even going back to sneakers, I got a couple of pair of uh, Air Max that I have not worn yet, and I'm not ready to give them away. But I feel like you know what, a needy high schooler or something could these when they say new or gently used, I got mm. like several pair of those right now. Man of God, I understand that. That I could just I have, give away. Yeah, I have shoes I haven't worn in like years. And Jaden wants me to say for him, like, dude, you're eight. This right. is gonna be some years. Um, right. But then, like, I, but I think about it like with Josh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could probably transition to Lil Josh because, you know, I'm grown. I about have many shoes I want. I'm going a, I'm to a take care of y'all. But y'all ain't going to get 12 pair of shoes in a month, even though I'm not doing it anymore. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, bro, that was literally a time when me and Ashley, like, it'll just be boxes coming to the house because we was just like, ooh, sneaker steel, ooh, this, ooh, that. And, like, our boys are still in the age where they're, they're, they're tough on shoes. And mm-hmm. Josh's got grown man feet now. So I ain't finna spend a thousand dollars on shoes, bro, for you. Like, and you, you, my broke best friend, as they call them. No, I'm gonna make sure you good. You gonna have options. You gonna have several mm-hmm. pairs, but you ain't gonna never have as many pairs, Dad. It's just, it just ain't gonna happen. Never. It just ain't gonna happen. Right. But you gonna always Those be gonna good. Last long. You gonna always mm-hmm. be good. Um, but anyway, didn't want to get stuck there. But I just, but that goes to that point. Like, how do we go to that whole inventory point? But I love that. That could definitely be an episode. Is there something uh, on the flip side of that? That's something that you want to do more of? That you started in 2022 that you want to like continue and beef up? Uh yeah, self-care. Yeah, okay. It's mental, physical. Um uh, and I didn't do enough of personal travel last year. I traveled mm. a lot. A lot of it was work. Like, a lot of it was work though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of transitioning that to <clears throat> to um to like personal travel. Excuse me for that. Um yeah, that's I want to beef that up. More self-care. Uh, and more personal 
travel, like intentional vacations. Like last year, I think I talked about, I took three weeks off of work. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, the great part of it is I got a chance to do what I wanted to do, waking up in the morning um, and do what I wanted to do. That's kind of something that I really feel like I, I'm in mind. I'm not an entrepreneur kind of person, but it kind of makes me want to be a little more financially independent uh, to where I can literally wake up and just do what I want to do. Like, purpose or goal in life will be to we could do this get paid off of doing this mm. um and then maybe do some other things maybe some books some speaking engagements and stuff like that to where i have the ability to really just wake up every single morning and say what do i want to do every single day and not have to rely on somebody you know a meeting that i got that i'm, yeah. I'm required to take that's right good. that's good you know what i'm saying so what that looks like, I probably need to put a pen to paper and figure that out because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. purpose to me. Mm-hmm. Nonprofit stuff, but we I had a nonprofit that start thing I started. Yep. Things got messed up in the behind the scenes, discouraged me, I got off track on that. So there's a lot of things I know that I have purpose and passions about. It's really just getting it getting it back on there. And that, you know, so more of that this year is gonna be just getting back on track to the things that you know God has called me to be. That's so do. good. That's so good, bro. And I think that goes back to the thing when I talked about my holistic goal of like the consistency and discipline. Like for hmm. me. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I have the goal to be like famous. No, no, no. But I, I, understand I do, that, yeah. I do have the goal to expand my reach. Yes. Right? So when someone asked, someone challenged me when I said that, then they're like, well, what does that mean? What is the, ta-? and I said, the best way I can explain is to give it to you in a person. I said, imagine Terrence J without the acting. So mm-hmm. the hosting, the red carpet, the, mm-hmm. like that, like that is the next level of, right what you know i want my writing and stuff to become um mm-hmm. i don't know that i want my own talk show on tv or anything like that i am comfortable with this podcast um mm-hmm. but i'm also looking for ways intentionally of how we grow and expand this podcast right yep. and what that means to like be invited to um the essence fest and sit on that stage and be one of the feature acts or to broccoli fest or what is um what's the roots drummer dude name um, uh, the the uh, Quest Love. Yeah, don't he got a festival or something? Yeah, the Roots Picnic. And they had a podcast stage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, and to be listed in some of these best black top black podcast lists. You know, what I'm saying like these are the kind of goals, and that doesn't necessarily mean you know what I'm saying we're you know we're this we're that. Now, if it if it goes you know you know um what's what's the word I'm about to say? If it starts to lean in that direction, then that's some mm-hmm. that's that's I'm not going to necessarily withdraw from that. But that isn't the goal. But and I yeah. say all that to say that I do know one of the hindrances for me in a level of expansion is not doing what I know is necessary to do. So, yeah. for example, um, Brian knows that I'll write. You know, I'm not as active on Facebook as I used to be, but every now and then I will pin something, mm-hmm. and like it will go crazy. Sometimes it'll just get a few likes, and sometimes it will go crazy. Right. Yeah. What would it mean to like transition that to the Instagram TikTok world and actually mm-hmm. say it, make it a real yeah. kind of do what I did yesterday and make it like a, a real and that and, and, and kind of see how that because some of these people, not that I want to be the self-care guru or, the you know, the self-help guy, but a lot of these people right. literally just start by posting that stuff on their page. Yeah. And as he got more and more traction. They got hundreds of thousands of followers, mm-hmm. um, partnerships with like better help and care and all that other kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, because they they took it and they did it. They they understood what it meant to like elevate that audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it is like so. For example, um, a photographer, really good photographer, but he's low, not low level, but like he's trying to expand. He mm-hmm. reached out to me about you know would I model for him to help build his portfolio. We had mm-hmm. a conversation today. He was like, 
Josh, how about this collaboration? How about mm -hmm. periodically I use you as one of my models? Uh, he said we can mm -hmm. even bring your family in sometimes. And then the trade-off is that you get content. Yeah. Because I know what you're trying to build. And I'm like, mm -hmm. so like like, and that's a that's a that's relationship great. now. Right. Mm -hmm. then I'm gonna have consistent professional photos that I can use in reels and content and yep. I can I can bring my family into it. Um yeah. you know I'm gonna finesse a way to get the chicks all in it. Uh, all these different <laughs> types of things, right? You know what I'm saying? But as this person is building, like that is exposure of my face and who I am. So when they click, like they find me, when I, mm -hmm. you know, do my shout out, they click and they find him. So like yep. like leaning into those things and not running yep. from them, not not questioning motives. Um, because I do think we still need to be discerning. Of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. But at the yeah. same time, if we go in this with relationship, like mm -hmm. I, that's what that's what I I'm, well collaborative relationship. That's what I'm yeah. here for. I ain't here yeah. for none of the other. And if it shifts, then this can end. But like mm -hmm. I also have a way to control that, right? Right. We right, got right. boundaries, we got this, we got that, we got all these different types of things. So I think um like leaning into what it takes to get to the next level and not just talking about the next level. Mm. Right. Yeah. I think I found myself doing that a lot, talking mm -hmm. about what I want to do, where I want to be. And, and and sometimes, bro, knowing the steps, like mm -hmm. knowing the steps. I don't need the master class, not to say they would not to say that I know everything. Um, I don't need to sit and vision board. Sometimes I need to do like give let's let's give honor to God who's ahead of my life. Yeah. Like there have been many times, bro, I've been given the blueprint and I've written yeah. it down and I just not mm -hmm. executed what was on that list. Yeah. And and when I started doing some of it, I literally saw things change. Mm -hmm. um, example again, going back to that one post, bro. I got people who don't even follow me like it, and three new Instagram followers off a post that only got like thirty-seven likes. Wow! Off that one, off that one little thing. So imagine if that became a weekly thing, uh, um, yeah. whatever it was, right? The level of engagement um, that could come from that. But anyway, mm -hmm. I think that is something real. And you're right. I'm as you're as we're both talking. I'm thinking through yeah. episode ideas because it's like. Yeah. Oh, these are living room topics, and we can <laughs> we can really go through um um all of them. Last two questions, and we'll wrap yeah. this up. Um, what is something that you're gonna? Well, we 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 we, we kind of talked about that. I'm gonna ask this last one. Mm. How will 2023 be different than previous years? Oh, transparency. I don't know. I guess okay. we'll have to. That, just see. that is fair. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying we'll we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess sometimes it's okay to not know. Um, but I know there's some things I got to do. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how 2023 would be different. Um, but I'm prayerfully, um, it's, it's the best year of my life until the next year mm. It's the best year of my okay. life. Right. Um, I'm praying for every year from now, I want it to be the best year of my life. Um, what that looks like, sounds like, feels like, I don't know. But I want 2023 to be the best year of my life until the next year is the best year of my life and the year after that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, what about you? I'm just going to ditto you. I don't know. I think everything that I've said so far are things that allow <laughs> this year to be different. Yeah. So um, kind of living in that. And like you said, I want 23 to be the best year. Um, even whatever trials and situations that is, because it's going to bring some. Uh, it's, oh, it's already yeah. brought some. Yeah, uh, I need to get my brakes fixed now. Like that is a level of adulting uh -huh. that I just hate, <laughs> and I oh, and I gotta pay to do this. Them, them things just started squeaking. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you know, and then just you know, I want it to be the best year. Um, and I know sometimes we have years where it seemed like thing after thing happened, and it wasn't a good mm. year. 
Um, mm-hmm. But even in that, I want to be able to embrace, even if you know I have those moments. What am I learning? What am I doing? Um, yeah. So I think it, I, I think the biggest thing beyond that is a perspective change. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's going to be. And I think every year we should have a new perspective. Yeah. Um, for what we want, how we navigate, what we do, and what that means. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add, bro? About you know twenty three and me about you um i guess don't be discouraged people um be encouraged like be encouraged no matter what's going on (laughs) you gotta he'll make it all right yeah you gotta gotta be strong (laughs) be encouraged be encouraged yeah Uh, um that's really like like don't be discouraged right yeah um you know run the race that god has given you stay in the lane that god Mm. has given you um, be the best you that God has created you to be. Yeah. Um, I, the great thing I think about our podcast, our relationship, our friendship, we are, I'm Brian Hare. You are Joshua Jamal Rogers. We are the Jigsaw podcast. We're not anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you know, I'm gonna throw Chris in there too. We're, we're all different. Right. Yeah. And we embrace each other's differences. We elevate each other's differences. We hold each other accountable, things of that nature. So I just encourage everybody to just run your race. Um, find some folks who are nearby that in- inspire you, encourage you, yeah. um, make you want to do better. Um, <laughs> will hold you accountable when you're not doing better, but also, you know, comfort you when you feel like you're not at your, at your best. Right. Make you when you feel like you're not walking in purpose or when you feel like you're not doing that someone that really truly loves you for who you are yeah um staying future focused understanding that you know there's always not always a tomorrow tomorrow is not promised um so live out today um uh, uh, let me say i can say this enjoy the now Mm -hmm. while you're working or thinking about your next Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. enjoy today tomorrow may not be promised but don't mean you still don't plan for tomorrow yeah but enjoy the current moments enjoy today mm. while you're planning out tomorrow uh and i really feel like that's gonna be um a great mindset a perspective to have um so we can live your best life every single day mm-hmm. you, you you said something that is so great and i think you know even though i was being a little facetious at the beginning of the podcast um glorilla literally said it every day the sun won't shine but that is why i love tomorrow mm-hmm. and although tomorrow is not promised. I do yeah. think the hope of tomorrow Woo. gives us perspective Jesus. to live out the best of today. Um, because even if it isn't going well, I know that there's going to be tomorrow. Mm. And as long as I'm still living, and this is just, you know, not to be, well, to be spiritual for a second. It's okay. Let's be as spiritual. Let's go there. As I have not gotten to that expected end, that point of perfection that you referenced earlier, there mm. has to be a tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't, then God becomes a liar and he's not that. So we don't know the promises of tomorrow, but I can almost, I can guarantee you this. If you have not fulfilled what you've been called to fulfill and God's grace is still what it is, there is a tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So live out today, mm-hmm. live like there isn't one, but know that there is mercy and it's called tomorrow. Yep. Um. So, yeah. You know, oh, I didn't want to get preachy, but listen, I, I think we I need to go that. preach sometimes. <laughs> I felt that. I, felt I don't know that. what tomorrow holds. But I know who holds tomorrow. I know who so. holds tomorrow. And that's the point, right? We, even if we think about that, bro, if yeah. we know the holder of tomorrow, then there mm-hmm. is hope for a future. There mm-hmm. has to be something on the other side. Something. So we can live like today is our last. 
but I mm-hmm. do know that there is something better after today. Um, yes. So Jesus, let's go. Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> let's go into our next segment <laughs> that we have renamed Pockets of Joy. Oh my gosh! Let's, let's not do it. Let's not go there. <laughs> you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. All right, man. Um, the Holy Ghost clearly is moving on the Dominican, your Costa Negroes. Yes. Um, because God, God is so good, and I, you know, we don't really so go, mindful, we don't really bro. go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so mindful. We don't go there on the podcast often. You know, there's duality, but there's some moments like honestly, like we just got to give glory right mm-hmm. to where where all things you know where glory is due. Um, he's literally ahead of our lives, and, and you know, some episodes we get ratchet, but. Deep down inside, you know, we do love the Lord on this podcast. Uh, and he's been so great to us. And like he's so mindful of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of leads us to this next segment where previously, um, uh, in tw- you know, we didn't leave it in 2023, but could we had it on the last episode? Yeah. 2022. But we're going to kind of shift some things up because we really felt like, you know, holistically uh, and to expand um, what this means to us. So it used to be called I Am a Brother's Keeper, Black Man or Black Person Self-Care. Yep. Um, but we're going to change this, uh, the name of this segment to kind of give some expansion here. Uh, to kind of, it's called Pockets of Joy. Yes. And, and Pockets of Joy is how can we, what are we doing intentionally, right? Yeah. Intentionally to bring us joy. Okay, so Pockets of Joy is a segment of this podcast we're going to discuss um, in our, our, our people that come on the show, they're going to talk about things that they're doing intentionally um, to bring ourselves joy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with you first, Josh. What do you uh, plan on doing uh, for Pockets of Joy? Getting my hair braided. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was coming back to it. And, it's, and it is because I like the way it looks, but it's also because for all of my, primarily women, but especially mm-hmm. the men who really are into like natural hair care, it is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, from the wash day to the detangling to the deconditioning and then like, mm-hmm. Like you know, I've, I've I've mastered this kind of rake method where you're like you yeah. know, and it's it's so much. It is so it takes. If I really do it all, it takes like a couple of hours to do my hair, and then once I get it done, I'm refreshing it with water and curl refresher and stuff like that. But that's still like something I have to do every morning, yeah. Um, especially when I'm doing meetings and because I work out, so I mean I'm having to make sure I'm protecting my hair when it's sweating and all this. It's it's a lot of work. So I'm getting my hair braided legit to mm-hmm. alleviate some of that process for a minute. Um, yeah. it's just a lot and it is going mm-hmm. to bring me joy to have to be able to put a do-rag on it, tie them braids down yeah. and to wake up and wake up in the morning, kind of shake them a little bit and get in front of the mm-hmm. camera. Um, yeah. and that's, that's really, I mean, and I do, I like the way I looked when I had them. I got a lot of compliments about them. So yeah. like aesthetically, yes. But at the same time, it is going to, going back to that thing, free yeah. up time and space. And it's going to bring me joy to not have to, not have to do that at least for about three and a half, four weeks. <laughs> How about you? Mm-hmm. Um, haircut this Friday. Um, mm-hmm. Headshots Friday night. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we love a new headshot. It's about time. Yeah, we love. You got to have a new headshot. Got yeah. a new headshot. Uh, got to get a new headshot. Um, I really feel like I'm maybe shifting some things in career this year, mm. um, and just in general. So I just need to make sure that I Lord. update some things. Um, so um, be prayerful for that. Um, a shift in my life. I may be shifting. You know some things as far as career wise, but I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it. So headshots this week. 
haircut on Friday, which that's just that brings me joy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, because you look and feel much better when you get a haircut. That's yeah. the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then getting headshots uh, to, you know, go forward. So we both get hair because I'm getting my hair braided at noon. Yeah, my my haircut is at twelve o'clock. We're gonna be both in the chair at twelve. I will have my laptop in that thing while she's braiding her hair, and I got a haircut <laughs> to get these sides lined up at six. So it's gonna be a full thing, and I'm gonna feel myself. I might want to go hit the streets Friday night. I don't even know. <laughs> um, but that is that on that, Brian. Um, yep. Love to hear that. Love to see that we're doing that, being intentional about choosing joy. Is yep. there anything in the PO box? <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Uh, we we got something. All right, we got something. Let's get into it. Let's go. Right, good people. We are here at the post office box. For those of you who are new, this is the time where you as a listener, if you have anything mm-hmm. you want to ask us, a perspective that you want to share, you can write in and we will read it and address it right here on the show, possibly. Um, and you can do that by writing in to ask the jigsaw. That is ASK the jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things, like we just said, possibly read your letter out loud, give you a yep. pseudonym because we respect your privacy and your pronoun. And then we're going to yep. give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive here on Cicely Tyson's internet. So with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we yep. have and what do they want? All right. Uh, pronouns. She, her. Mm, she, her. Tina knows. Tina knows the womb that has blessed us all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Tina knows. Let's see what she writes. Where are we? I closed it on accident. There we are. Tina knows. There it goes. All right. Tina knows writes. Hey, Josh and Brian, sending you all love from Houston. They look appropriate. <laughs> appropriate. <Houston>, Texas. <laughs> I was born and raised in uh, born and raised Church of God in Christ, and as I have grown, my theology has evolved. Many things I was taught was not necessarily wrong, but definitely rooted in tradition and some someone else's convictions. As I live out my new uh, found liberation, I find myself in constant debate, verbal and nonverbal, uh, with family and church members. I'm thinking of leaving my church and finding a space that isn't so antiquated. Would you leave your church and how would you deal with your family? Love the show. Tina mm. Knowles. My God, girl. That's um, a good, that's a good, uh, good letter. Good letter. Great. I mean, this, this whole episode has been thematic. Um, yeah. Brian? <laughs> um, answer the question would I leave my church yes um, but the way I feel right now the way I'm sitting in, in my current sure. life and thinking things through and getting frustrated with the foolishness of church as far mm-hmm. as the organization mm-hmm. without a doubt yes. right only thing that's probably keeping me in church right now is kind of is really my daughter I, I, you know, I enjoyed growing up in church I kind of want her to have that foundation yeah um, as a as a 37 year old man who's worked in church most of my life, um, I'm low key tired of the the foolishness of it all. Yeah. Um, what I did, how would I do my family? My family is fine. Um, like, but let me see. Let me use it from your point of view, right? Because um, my I've most of my siblings don't go really go to church um, in person. Let me say that. My mom she doesn't go to church in person anymore. She kind of went through her own evolution as a person who been saved and been working in ministry for 30 plus years. Right. Yeah. She's kind of gone through an evolution and, and rethought some things that she thought again, and 
I think y'all already knows we all grew up Church of God in Christ. My mom mm-hmm. was Kojic and all that kind of stuff, you know, and has since left the Church of God in Christ. Um, I, I feel like there's a point in time when we all go through a spiritual um, awakening, per se. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially from the Church of God in Christ, where we wake up and we do realize things are antiquated. We realize that things are tradition. We realize that some of the doctrine that we do believe in um, and some of the rules that we kind of grew up in may have been um, our dear founders, his own personal convictions, right? Mm-hmm. That then turned into doctrines for the whole church. Yeah. Right? We can't do this, can't do this, can't do that. Yeah. Maybe because that was just what the Lord told him for his own personal walk. For sure. Right. So I've since matured and to believe that we, I understand that things that, you know, everything is lawful may not necessarily be expedient for those that don't know that basically means that we can do what we do under God's grace. Right. Um, but it may not be helpful to your life. Right. Yes. Um, you know, I, I take part in, in alcohol, right? Um, somebody else, you can't do that. Cause the Lord basically said like, that's not your ministry or you may be prone to alcoholism or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my personal theology is that, you know, I do believe in the Bible, but I also believe that the Holy ghost, right. Gives every single person, right. Leads them to all truth, leads them and guides them and directs them to the way that they should go. So some things that may be sent to me, because the Lord told me to do them. I don't do them. That's sent to me. But the Lord didn't tell Josh to do the same thing or not do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So within that, I do believe you really have to ask the Lord, like, you know, pray, seek his face, fast, whatever it takes for yeah. you to literally uh, hear from God and say, God, what direction would you have me to be in? Yeah. Right. Granted, we grew up in the church of God Christ. I know what it is. So I feel comfortable there. Right. However, you know, church of God in Christ is not the only reformation or organization that can mm-hmm. get you I'm nice. They won't get you into heaven, but you know, it's not the only church out there. Mm -hmm. It's the only pathway. It's not the only church. Yeah. Right. It's not the only place that speaks in tongues and and evidence of speaking in tongues and the Holy ghost. And it's not the only Pentecostal reformation out there. If that's what you really care for. Yeah. It's not the only place that has anointed preachers and singers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there are different options. My only concern, but if you are you walking away from the Lord completely, that's one thing. Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, but walking away from a Reformation organization, um, I don't think is is going is going to kill nobody. Would it hurt people's feelings that are that are that are traditional oh, sure. and legalistic and ritualistic and all that kind of stuff? Without a doubt, I've been there before. However, um, do what the Lord says for you to do. Um, if, if prayer, fasting, whatever it takes for you to hear. Just follow the Lord. I'm pretty sure. He, I'm not pretty sure. I'm confident yeah. that the Lord will guide you uh, to where you need to be. It is so, so interesting that this question came this week because <laughs> it, it really hits home. It's something <clears throat> that I'm um, I can be very transparent dealing with currently. Yep. Um, so to answer the first question, one, would I leave my church? It, that, that's a complicated answer for me because I left a Kojic church and it was <clears throat> not because they were antiquated. I mm-hmm. left that culture church because I had um <laughs> here's my TI reference again. I was at odds with um <laughs> leadership and policy. Right. Was, I, I, I had I had grown to a point to where I was okay with mm-hmm. your antiquated ways of thinking. I was, yeah. you know, not to say re- starting to be rebellious, but I'm like, man, if I don't feel like wearing no tie, I ain't wearing no tie. And we can right. have, we can have that conversation in the back if you want to, um, you know. So I was I, I was going I was getting to this space, and if that was going to be too much for that church, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, you know what, bet, um, because I am in a like people talk about young folk. Well, all y'all really want is to you know not dress up. I mean, because I don't want to wear no suit every Sunday. And you're right, I, I don't, don't. I shouldn't have to 
dress up. It's, it's a whole lot of sinful people in suits every yep. Sunday. So I don't know that that, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't know that I'm. I now I do have a particular wardrobe, what I would call wardrobe reference for the church. Mm-hmm. Right? Personally, I ain't wearing shorts to church. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like some you know some stuff like that. And that's just my. Pr- I'm not gonna judge you if you do, but I'm not like. You know, I've been to lounges and things with my wife and my friends. I'm not going to unbutton my shirt down to the third button at church. I'm just not doing it. You know, that's just, that's just not me. However, I don't feel like I have to be present in, you know, suit and tie and all this other kind of right. stuff every single Sunday to prove some type of my relationship. So, and this is not about clothes. I just said it to say for some people that is a lot because you want the freedom to just wear what you want to wear. And if it's, if it means yep. that much to you, then you're going to find yourself frustrated. So why sit in a service mm-hmm. frustrated, not receiving, not getting what you need, yep. and you just go somewhere to yep. give you that freedom? Like, that's a real yep. thing. Like, people try to trivialize that, but it's a mm-hmm. real thing. Um, we're talking about Kojic. I've grown to believe, I, I had. I don't under, and this is, I don't, let me say this. This mm-hmm. is not a Kojic bashing answer. But what not. I will say, I'm the sure. Church of God in Christ is behind in some things, and let's talk about gender equity. Yep. I believe wholeheartedly that women can be pastors, leaders, elders, bishops, all these different types of things. And yep. the fact that the church doesn't do that, it it frustrates me, but it really hits a head when I'm in a very traditional church and they preaching from the floor. There's a side mm. pool pit. Um, mm. They can't talk in like all these different kind of things. And for me, again, why would I sit in there mad, angry, writing three think pieces when I can just not be a part of that? Right. right. It's not every <laughs> church, but if right, it's right. the one that I'm in, like, why am I like? I am all about, we're talking about cutting mm-hmm. stuff off. I am all about, like, yeah. this don't serve me no more. Yeah. Oh, that's the word. That's and it's word like, does it serve me? Right. Yes. And, and, and why am I staying? Because yeah. of this relationship? Because this is what I know? Like, no. This note, this long. So I say all that to say, you may find a culture church that is quite liberal, that is mm-hmm. quite, you know, advanced in their thinking, and, you, and that could work for you. But they're right. also, but I understand what you're going through because I grew up in a very traditional church. Uh, when yep. I came to Atlanta, I grew up in a moderately traditional Kojic church. Um, mm-hmm. So, because in compare, and I say moderate tradition, because in comparison to some churches, that church was leaps and bounds ahead, which is crazy <laughs> to think think about if you know what church I'm talking about. Right. Um, but anyway, so I say, <laughs> would you leave your church? I would say in context, if you just got a few people who don't like the fact that you wear pants, but your pastor and some of your other leaders ain't saying nothing to you. Then girl, forget, like literally pull them to the, as Brian say, tomorrow's not promised. There is that custom out today. Literally <laughs> pull them to the side and have a real grown conversation with them and move yep. on. Otherwise, like, or if you're, or if it's one of those things to where like, I don't know, y'all got, y'all still have a night service and three o'clock programs. Then just don't go. Like, yep. like there's like, you know what I'm saying? Because if your church is great, but there are some traditional elements like that, don't go. I've I've had several conversations that if I went back to the Church of God in Christ or joined another culture church, I'm not going to all the jurisdictional stuff. One, not at some all. of it, a lot of, if we can be honest, again, it's not a bashing session, but some of that stuff is rooted in fundraising. Yep. There's no other reason why that we in church mm-hmm. for a week and a half. <laughs> and for what? For what? Ain't felt, ain't felt the Holy Ghost not one time. You know what I'm saying? And if it's a women's convention, where's the women empowerment? If it's a youth convention, where's the like? So I'm not gonna get into some of those nuanced details, but so for me, I would literally pick and choose. Like I'm gonna show up Friday. Yeah. I might come this day. I'm not. I'm not giving you my week because you just decide that you wanted to have a week of church. And there's no mm-hmm. like, what is the cost benefit to that? Um, you know. So those are things that you have to think through. And I know there are again. There's a, I'm not going to call any name, but there's a jurisdiction in my home state where they do their, Brian, they do their AIM, Women Convention, and Convocation in one week. They do it all mm. in one week. Mm. 
for the year, bro. Now they have different stuff, but they don't tax their people, and it's yeah. growing. Their churches are jumping over there. <laughs> Listen, I would love that. They understand, like, like the local church is busy. Mm-hmm. And then you got districts, and then you got region. We talk about the church of God in Christ. So anyway, so I think certain things. If your church is serving you, you're getting the word. You're spiritually growing still. I think yep. there are certain things that you could be honest with yourself about and say, yeah. I'm not any less this, but I don't. I, I'm not doing all of that because because right. missing a district meeting, missing a jurisdictional meeting, ain't gonna make you any less saved. Right. It's not gonna compromise your faith Ooh, in any in, in any way. I promise you. Now, if you decide to subject yourself to a certain level of leadership, mm-hmm. then you have to really think and analyze because you signed yourself up for that. Just mm-hmm. because they, Brian said it, just because they asked you don't mean you had to say yes. Yeah. Because you got to analyze what does it mean being a jurisdictional youth president? What mm-hmm. does it mean doing this? And and because you're in a culture, you can book up, but it's going to end up causing more problems for you. So again, if that level of leadership doesn't serve you, why submit yourself to that? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one. So I would say analyze your leaving, particularly Kojic, based on why you want to leave and what's called. So like I said, if it's just a couple of people who are just messy because every church is going to have that, then address those people and move on with your life. The other yeah. part of that is that you possibly could find another Kojic church that is really great. Yeah. And I know that they're out there. Um, For me in Atlanta, when I was exploring Kojic church and no shades to the church Brian goes to, I'm just not driving an hour to go over there. Um, that's just, that's, I'm just not doing that. Um, but at the same time, there aren't any other church, Kojic churches that resonate with me in such a way that I'd be like, yeah. I gotta, you know, for the sake of being Kojic. I feel like there's a lot of churches yeah. in, in the Atlanta area that are deeply rooted in the Bible and sanctification um, mm-hmm. that I can get whatever I need from and it not be Kojic. And that's just yeah. how I feel. And that's where I'm going, it, you know, as I'm on my church tour, that's how, that's how I'm navigating where the Lord leads me. So that's my answer. The long answer about church, I'm sorry. But like I said, this is really hitting home because I'm literally dealing with yes. some of these aspects right now. The thing about family mm-hmm. is that I think that goes back to where I said the evolution of who I am and the evolution of how I present myself in certain spaces, they have to catch up and meet each other. Yeah. I don't think that, again, I don't think that I'm being fake, but what I am saying is that um, you've evolved in a certain way. So let's just use clothing as a, a very trivial example. Um, but not true. I don't want to minimize that. If you're like, listen, you're a woman. I'm on my cycle. I don't wear no skirt. Mm. Yeah. Like you, sh- yeah. one, you shouldn't have to explain the fact that you got on pants. Like right. you're grown. Part. You're grown. grown. And like nothing about that is going to, even if you preached in pants, it's not a disrespect of the pool. Like all of these types of things, right? So when you deal yeah. with family who believe certain things, it's like you tell them, okay. Like literally, I am in a space, Brian. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna argue with anyone argue with you. about like certain things. Now, now we can have a debate about certain things if, if it remains respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if it's not affecting my spirituality mm-hmm. in a like in a space that really throws me away then i'm gonna hear you yeah but i'm gonna come back and and i might be like you know what i see what you're saying right um so let's be real transparent so last week you played the nasty song it is a very vulgar song Mm -hmm. and i can imagine how people from the church may be like what what they listening to but here's the context around it one i don't even like that song personally it's not that great (laughs) of a song no it's not a good song It, it has a it has a good beat but it's not that great of a song second um, me and Brian is my is my and this is no shade my older brother in terms of age 
But my right. younger brother, in terms of the frat, he came into the organization at a time where mm-hmm. that is one of the premier fraternity songs. And although I haven't yes. been in the frat too much longer than him, like they weren't playing at the stroll too. They was playing mm. Wipe Me Down primarily. And it's Wipe Me Down is still, Ooh, now, still a, a capital song. But like <laughs> as of today, these younger noobs mm-hmm. have, have adopted this song, right? Yeah. So when it was played, the context around it was to celebrate J5 because we were not on the mic, mm-hmm. right? There's yeah. that, right? But for somebody listening, oh my God, they done left like, that ain't even a part of my everyday listening. It ain't on no playlist. No, no, no. I don't listen to it. I don't even like it. But I understand why it was played because of mm-hmm. the context of what we were celebrating. And if you right. understand, Cap, and it, matter of fact, if you listen to the episode, the last episode of 2022, we said that. We said, ooh, what's the new song the kids stroll to? Right? So yeah. there's, there's context around it. I say that to say everybody ain't going to necessarily understand the context of why and the how you do things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you could be and, and and you can and they can come back you with scripture to say, well, don't let your good be evil spoken of it. At the same time, as mm-hmm. an adult, the Bible also tells us Paul, because we're talking about Paul now. So let's get into these personal mm-hmm. writings. Paul also suggests you got to alter your brother, go to your brother and then y'all can have the conversation. And then you can be like, you know what? I see what you're saying. I st-, and they could be like, Josh, I still don't think that was a good look for y'all. But you could be like, you know, what? and I respect that because somebody mm-hmm. could come back and say, you know, you're witness. But at the same time with me and you. We have mm-hmm. context now, right? And we're at a level of understanding where that could be a thing. That's how I would handle family members. I'm not going to yeah. argue, especially if you just want to be dogmatic and throw stuff at me. We're gonna be good, but at the mm-hmm. same time, if you're willing to have a conversation, we can talk, or you can see beyond your seat of self righteousness. Then mm-hmm. we can have a conversation. So I said, you play it. You play about. You're an adult. You don't have yeah. to entertain anything that is going to be damaging to your self care, your mental health, and your own yep. growth. Right. I don't care who that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that was a really long answer, but great, great answer. That's how I would. That's how I would deal. And I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna still have. I'm gonna still want and crave relationship. Uh, but what I'm not gonna do is be in this space of consistent and perpetual explanation around who mm-hmm. I am and what I'm doing. Um, right. And so, and again, a lot of stuff may, like you say, a lot of stuff may not be wrong. It could be as simple as um, ordering a glass of wine with your pasta. Right. And somebody be like, girl, I'll be like, what? This 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 pasta pairs great with this with this like and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ain't seeing. You know, we we, yeah. we we laugh about Jesus turning water into wine, but he literally did it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So book. We, make that up. we didn't make it up. So if you know, <laughs> if the man can create it, I know I can have a glass of it. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, can, we can get into a theological debate on, you know, almost everything. Stumble, all that we kind can of stuff. There's so anything. much, there's so much gray in the Bible, in my opinion. There's more, yeah. there's more gray than black and white, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. But, yep. And if, and if we would want to go there, we, we referenced this scripture too about, you know, less I ever seen in every way. We joked about it. But the end of that says that easily besets you. Brian made a great point. What, what may beset me may not beset Brian. Mm-hmm. What besets Brian may not beset me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So we have to, and, and and I do think there are some black and white things that the Bible gives us. Thou shalt not kill. Yeah, yeah. Thou shalt not. Some of that stuff is just is also law. So not only is it right. biblical, but you won't go to jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> so some of that stuff is like, but other things like you know secular music, um, mm-hmm. you know drinking an alcoholic beverage, um, what what whatever it is, you know tattoos, earrings on men, all these yeah. different types. of things. All these different long types of hair. things, long hair, you know, Josh, you, got, you got braids that don't, that, you know, that don't look, says who? Right. Says we, we had a, you know, I'm not going to call it name. We got people in that positions with ponytails 
who are men? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> I'm also gonna be all things to all people. That you may win one. That you may win one, right? Yes, so, um, so anyway, I say all that to say it's it's a complicated answer, but I think if you're open to conversation, have those conversations. If you're not, then you do not have to have them. And um, but I wish you, I wish you your best on your journey. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm going to keep praying for you because I don't know if you're gonna hit my prayer list, but in this moment, I am praying for you <laughs> that um that you make the right decision and you find peace in your decision. Um, and I really pray that you can have an amicable um, exit or relationship yeah. with all of those who you're currently finding um, um, frustration with. So, yep, that's that. That is that. All right. Uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to what ask the jigsaw at gmail.com and you can send your uh, questions to us and we will answer them. And of course, like Josh says earlier, we will protect our identity and give you a nice little pseudonym to make sure that, you know, all things are great. So thank you again. Um, uh, Tina. Knowles, Tina. Yeah. Uh, for everything you've done. Uh, <laughs> so at this point, we're going to a greater conversation. Let's do it. All right, let's go. All right. All right, we had a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chest, man. Listen, I say it every week. Tomorrow's not promised. Custom folks out today. Uh, so, Josh, was there something you want to get off your chest this week? Um, yeah. So, y'all really got something very personal off me just <laughs> in the letter. Because <laughs> um, many of that is, you know, a lot of that is how I feel, you know, personal. And I really feel like God does things. Uh, send stuff our way <laughs> so that we can yeah. we can express it, we can think through it, we can process it, and that was like live processing mm -hmm. for me. Um, but in addition to that, so a young man, I want to say his name is Tyree Nichols, died in Memphis by the hands of five mm. police officers, black, all black mm. police officers. That's um, tough. It was a traffic stop. He did at one point get out and run, but they didn't shoot him, Brian. They literally, when they caught up with him, um, they handcuffed him and beat him gang style. Um, and he, according to his mom, when she got to the hospital, he was dead. They left him on a breathing machine Jesus. for her, essentially. And I think three to five days later, somewhere in there, they pulled the plug. Um, there's a lot going on in Memphis. These gentlemen were immediately fired and terminated. Um, mm -hmm. Their names and their pictures were immediately released. And people, of course, Memphis, Memphis is in Tennessee. Memphis as a city, the actual city, is about 70-ish percent black, similar to Atlanta in terms of demographics. Mm -hmm. um, but the metro Memphis is not mm -hmm. as diverse and Tennessee itself is not as mm -hmm. diverse at all. Uh, so a lot of white people are jumping in and, you know, talking about, well, it wasn't a simple traffic stop if he ran. Well, it still was a traffic stop. And I think we have that. And I, I said this in a meeting, Brian, in front mm -hmm. of a bunch of white people. Mm -hmm. uh, and, they, and they still messed up about it. That white supremacy is not the shark. It is the ocean. Right. And what I mean by that is that every day, I think that level of white supremacy, that fear that is induced by it causes us to react in ways. Mm -hmm. that we, like that man, especially from just to think about 2020, 2020 to now, yeah. the amount of stuff that's happened from police. There is a white supremacist vantage point, no matter who's the police. There's a distrust. I don't care what color you are. There's right. a distrust in police. And it isn't to yep. say that they're all bad, but I just don't know if this is going to be my last day. And while I would not recommend you running from them in that young man's brain, it could have been, I don't want to die. Mm -hmm. I don't want this. And he decided to run. However, because yeah. he was not armed, because he did not pose an immediate threat, gives me no reason why he should have been killed um, in that way. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I say white supremacy is the ocean, because I think all of that plays a fact in how he was treated. I'm almost sure that if he was a white young man, even if he ran, he would not have been treated that way. Why? Because those black men would have not have wanted that smoke with that mm-hmm. white boy. Right. right? I, let, let, let's keep it a buck. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think that's the thing. So I want to challenge white people to understand that while this may not be the big race, the big, and I feel like that ain't, that's why it ain't been all over CNN and stuff like that. Cause it was black mm-hmm. on black. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like some Republicans are going to use this right. As, as, as something in their arsenal, but this is what I yeah. want to tell you. If it was not for the demon or the ocean that is white supremacy, I don't think that we would have some of these antiquated concepts and approaches to policing mm-hmm. and start there. The second thing is that, while I agree that these men should have been terminated and all this different type of stuff, I find it quite funny, Brian, that literally mm-hmm. days after this happened, their names and pictures were immediately released mm-hmm. and they were immediately fired. Mm-hmm. George Floyd was on TV, made me record yep. it for all to see. Mm-hmm. You know how long it took for them to, to terminate all of them? Not just yeah. put them on trial. Right. But just to terminate, not not a suspension as we investigate. I'm talking mm-hmm. about these men were terminated immediately, Brian. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that white supremacy thing. So I want us to really think about all these. Like I agree, they should be terminated. They should be arrested. They should. They should. Justice should be served. But at the same time, we got to be very honest with how this is being treated. Yeah. As these men not being white police officers, it doesn't give them a pass. But it is very interesting to see. What is going on? And I just want our white, you know, you know, white people out there um, mm-hmm. to because I'm trying to I'm trying not to say brothers and sisters so much because I want to consider the non-binary. So I want, you know, white people, <laughs> right, our white family mm-hmm. members um, right. or, or associates rather out there to understand that there is a systemic poison in the earth called white supremacy that we have. We we, we literally survive in day to day. Mm-hmm. And it affects everything, even if it's us against us. Some yep. of those perspectives are rooted in how we were taught and what society has done to us in terms of our thinking, our approach and our perspectives. And as soon as we can be honest about that, then I think we can then have honest conversations and honest resolutions and solutions to some of the things that exist in the world. So that is my greater call. I want to challenge y'all to really look at it. You know, it's, it's, it, it, this is not the big race case. As others, yeah. but I want you to understand some of the ways in which race is playing a really strong, like a really, it's, it got a really strong play here in what's happening. So rest in peace to their young brother and definitely prayers and thoughts um, to that family. Yes. Um, speaking of, uh, uh, yes, definitely uh, rest up to that young man um, and prayers go to his family uh, and also the family to those officers and those officers in general, because, you know, y'all did something completely terrible. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not going to that any further. Um, speaking of racism and white supremacy, um, Florida has always been Florida. Oh. Uh, Ron DeSantis is Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I think a school district in Florida struck down the state, um, AP, the state, excuse me, the <laughs> state struck down AP African-American history mm-hmm. and basically said it provides no educational value within the state. Um, they cited all kinds of things. I'm not going to go too deep into those, but, um, it's just, perfect example of the white supremacy um not really caring about history in general right um because we understand that if <clears throat> if the truth came out 
Um, a lot of Johnny and Bobby and Ricky are going to be looking at their grandparents like, oh, snap, like, y'all did this to people, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. um, I do believe without a shadow of a doubt, the way things change is education and exposure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if folks who don't look like us or just in general are exposed to to other cultures and things of that nature and are educated on what the truth and reality is, I believe there will be more equity, yes. right? Because I yes. do believe that people would see, oh, Snap, I did not know that was what it was like. I didn't know that that was a truth. So let me now, let me now do something about it. Uh, you see all kinds of videos on TikTok and stuff like that. Maybe some um, white allies who have been teaching their kids about the truth of American history and talking about equity and inclusion and all those kind of things. And you can see kids, small kids, blonde haired, blue eyed kids whose parents are teaching them truth. Now they're looking at certain things in a different light. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. talking about the white supremacy thing. Now, imagine those kids growing up. Yeah. Right. And they're going to see color. They're going to see color. Yes. Right. Because they're taught to see color, but yes. to respect folks for the color of their skin and understand equity and privilege and things of that nature. Right. Um, so I think the 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 only way white supremacy kind of stays intact is one is, is is lack of education. For sure. Right. Or, you know, it's intact by miseducation that's mm-hmm. another thing too lack of education miseducation um because once you open up in, in exposure right mm-hmm. you don't want mm-hmm. you don't want kids around or black kids yep. or the kids you want them around you want them around no disrespect to anybody you want them around the impoverished you know quote unquote uh violent folks in neighborhoods that have been incubated and curated to be you know uh um uh, starving and all those kind of things so you want them to see that but you don't want them to see um, what most black folks' lives look like, right? So, mm-hmm. um, state of Florida is terrible. Um, y'all elected this man to be a governor twice. Um, Brian yeah. Kemp is trash, but he is nowhere near Whew. Ron DeSantis. Nowhere near. He is nowhere near. And y'all want DeSantis to run for president? <laughs> that and and that's the that's the country we live in. And the sad y'all part want, about it, he gonna have a chance, a, a great chance, <laughs> a, a great chance, and. Right, and he has a he has the backing of probably a, a, a great portion of the United States who really believes in that. Um, like I said it before, Barack Obama is who we wanted the United States to be, or we thought the United States was. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis is who the United States really really is. is. So absolutely right, it is what it is. That's the great conversation on my part, Josh. You have anything else that we want to add? Um, I just want to add fuel to your fire that they struck that down, but they the state of Florida currently allows AP courses and like. German language and culture, Japanese yeah. language and culture, <laughs> like several other black. ethnicities. And then when you get to AP African American literature, um, mm-hmm. you you cite your CRT laws. You cite like first of all, you have a critical race theory law that is, yeah. true, and and then a law against them not teaching the sixteen nineteen project. Like this stuff is just truth and anti black. Go ahead, <laughs> it's anti black. No. And I think their yeah. fear is that oh. You're going to call it like I don't think any of those theories and classes are calling five year old kids racist. No, I think what it is showing though is that your ancestors, though, you have some no good ancestors who did some poor things to Brian's point. Well, now that I'm educated, and then you ask the question, well, why did they do these things? Because Mm -hmm. we were black, there was no other, and they hated black people. That was, and and, and our, our success threatened their privilege. That's what yep. it really, and that's still that's one of their fears today. Um, yep. That's that's really what it boils down to, and and th- and the critical race theory we've has been all over the news. That has literally been reserved, Brian, for graduate level studies. Graduate, that means and not even undergrad, not even undergrad, and only some HBCUs as of recently have started mm-hmm. implementing some of that in undergrad because it is a very complex. 
theory in the sense that it literally analyzes everything in earth and, and kind of, of shows right through the lens of race how race has affected we can think about housing you think redlining was like just just like no it was a racist policy my boy <laughs> yes. like come on like even today everything. black families are like forced to hide pictures of themselves so that they can their homes can get appraised higher right you know what I'm saying? Or hire yeah. pictures so they can sell a house because don't know white family want to go. Like it's so many things, bro. Um, mm. that that race influences and affects, and the fact that y'all don't want to admit that it's just racism yeah. and anti-black within itself. So the yeah. fact that you can call out <laughs> this going against that, but and no and no and no shade to my German brothers and sisters and you know family members. There I'm you know mm-hmm. trying. Um, um, Japanese and all the other cultures that were listed. Mm-hmm. None of that provides a because y'all do remember the Spanish American War, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we do remember like the Trail of Tears and like, yeah, like the Louisiana Purchase. All that stuff was like mm-hmm. very, very white supremacy <laughs> and yeah. against a minority group. We the, yeah. the whole founding of this nation, right? So, yes. it, so anyway, if we if we want to teach history, and and it's not like we're not trying to hide it. It's just like the truth is the truth. It yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. It happened. Columbus, Christopher. Was not a good person. Not at he, all. He slaughtered people mm-hmm. <laughs> in the name of, of of some fake discovery, right? Right. The royal family, all the white folk, terrible people. Like mm-hmm. we, we just got to be honest about what happened in history. And if we're trying to grow and say, "Hey, we're not that anymore," that's fine. But we're seeing some of the ramifications of that today, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And how it plays out. So, like, voiding those educational lessons continues to like to, to placate to this thing of like what Brian said with this beautiful land of the free and home of the brave. And that's just not, that's just not my truth. It's not, it's not, it's not, not just that, not my truth. It's not the truth. Right. <laughs> right. And they, and they don't want the narrative. They want, they, I think they try to replace it with, they want to do patriotism. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Just, patriotism is racist. Organized lies. Shout out to, you know, United Men of Patriotism and Honor and the Bond of Fraternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> True American patriotism is racist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I ain't ready for that conversation, though. No. Um, yeah. But I think they here or there. Neither here nor there. Maybe we can bring on a, a, a Dr. Umar to have a conversation. <laughs> um, with that being said, I'm still accepted. We held y'all here for a long time, but this has been another episode yeah. of Jigsaw Podcast. I want to thank Wonderful you episode. Um, so much for sitting in and joining in with us. We are. We, I think we said it last week. We are super excited about 2023. If you cannot yeah. tell, our social media has been elevated and we're doing some new things. A shout out to the team um, for yep. that because we are looking to grow and expand, y'all. We do. Um, so to all the new people, thank you for coming. Thank you for sitting. Thank you for learning and growing and unlearning and all the things hopefully we said something to inspire yeah. you on today um so thank you for taking this journey with us every episode won't be this deep won't be this long um but they're all i believe they're all going to be just as impactful um so we appreciate y'all we love y'all and um yeah we keep, keep riding with us yeah keep riding with us keep following us on social media i am josh rogers i am brian here the jigsaw podcast check out the website Facebook, all the things. Engage. If you see a story, engage with the story. Mm. Uh, yeah. Y'all been doing a great job of going back there and leaving five stars and nothing at all, leaving comments and all that kind of stuff. So we do appreciate y'all. Uh, any of those new clicks, any of those new subscribe subscriptions, any of those new comments definitely help push it to the highest point on those on those different um, spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we on every platform uh, you can think about regarding yeah. podcast. Please do share. Let somebody know about the podcast uh if you're a person you want on the show go on their go on their dms go on their page let them know to come on the jigsaw if you have any questions comments concerns let us know hit us in the dms uh, we have an amazing team that will respond and uh, and you know chat with you um 
other than that, is there anything else, Josh? No, I think that's it. All right, let the people know what they need to do. Yeah, we just gonna, we're going to do it all the good old school way. All you can do is what you can, why you can, the very best ways that you can. But in all you're doing, please do not mm. get caught with your work undone. That's a wrap. See y'all next week. Love y'all.